Ladies and gentlemen, we are live here, Tornado Tech Podcast. We got a lot to cover today. Uh, let's get some housekeeping. What, you can't hear yourself? No, I'm good. Oh. Uh, we want to thank the Patreon people. Thank you so much to our Patreon. Good. We have adjusted the Patreon. There will be no more bonus content right now for Patreon just because uh, it is hard to manage everything and going on. And we do have some other announcements when it comes to other shows, if you haven't heard already. But first off, we want to say the Patreon is a dollar or five dollars. It's pretty much just general support at this point. Mm -hmm. If you want to do five, you can do five. If you want to do a dollar, you want to do a dollar. I think what I'm going to do is anyone who does more than the dollar, I'm going to put your name in like a raffle once a month and just give you guys a free piece of merch. Oh, there we go. I think that's what we're going to do. Do I sound real loud? I sound loud to myself. Uh, you're all right. <laughs> you project a little better than I had. A, I just had a guest on, and he was a little quieter, so I had a. No, you're good. You're, I, I adjusted. You. Delicious dish. Uh, but the uh, so we want to thank Tommy B, the Tree of Life Metaphysical Shop, Brad Zalonis, Pirate, mm -hmm. in other words, podcast, Jay, and Austin Blackwell, that mysterious Jay, that mysterious. Who is Jay. that? Who is that man and uh, woman? We, will we don't know. Out. We'll find out. It's a guy, and we'll kiss him on the face. Whoa, hey. Um, unless you know, at least he doesn't want us to, but I'm sure he'll accept. <laughs> uh, and we also want Patreon to thank content is one. <laughs> and we want to also thank our our uh, sponsor, Abaddon Tattoo Studio, unique professional experience nestled in the small town of Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. They provide high quality tattoos and piercings in a relaxed, relaxed and professional environment. So that's housekeeping out of the way. We want to say real quick, if you are a fan of the network and you did listen to multiple shows, we will no longer be doing Not Cool in High School or uh, Truth Behind Illusion. We scrapped both those shows for the time being. Uh, just behind the scenes, uh, I work night shift. I'm working Monday through Thursday at night, and then I try to cram in my entire week, my weekend into three days. It's and tough. It's hard. And uh, trying to do the social media pages and everything, it's just really hard to try to do all five podcasts. So we cut it down to three uh, the interviews one is kind of just like people can show up, we talk, I post it and call it a day. Uh, this I'm pretty much taking a lot of our efforts and I'm putting it into the other two because I feel like they they're getting some traction and it's just it there's there's more opportunities. We're getting opportunities to go to events and everything like that, and you just can't dip your toes into too many things with little time. Mm -hmm. So we we're gonna we're gonna if things change, maybe we'll bring those two shows back. But for now, uh, we're just going to be interviews with everyday people. You got to say, indefinite hiatus. Indefinite hiatus. Or sabbatical. Yeah. That's what we call in wrestling. No, he's on a sabbatical. He's on a sabbatical. Uh, and then... Lost to lose a leave town there. Yeah. Yeah. And then tornado Welcome tag back. and banging beers. <laughs> the, the podcast is about <laughs> leave, learn a new hold, and come back. Yeah. Pretty soon it'll be not cool in high school under a man. Yeah, under a man. Someone, we already have a comment saying... <laughs> not cool in college. Not not going to lie. I'm here to see Andy Hedder. <laughs> you are the man, Mr. Hedder. Thank you. Whoever your name is, I can't read it from this Rob distance. White XL. Rob White. What, is, what, a, what a gentleman. I, I don't... Yeah. Great guy. I don't, I don't know Rob White offhand. But yeah. thank you for listening. Absolutely. So like, share, subscribe mm -hmm. definitely helps us out. Uh, we did just add more merch pages, stuff to our merch pages. Um, Teespring has been updated. They added some new stuff. So those pint glasses, Ooh, travel mugs. A pint glass. That's yeah. cool. Uh, T-shirts are up there. Like I said, Teespring is a little more expensive than Public. Okay. Which one's running sale right now? Public is oh, running a okay. sale. 30, up to 35% off all merchandise on Public, But the Teespring oh makes a little more money. So you can, whatever one you want to do. T, the Teespring is uh, front and back. You have like the thing. Oh, with the logo nice. And, back, and Public and is just kind of. A lot of times you're going to pay more for front and back. Yeah. So that's up there. If you guys want to support us, that, that, that is also a thing. Um, if you are listening and you're a fellow podcaster, Whoa. I am starting a new little side thing. Um, more or less a private group to kind of unite Face, everybody. Facebook group. Yeah, Facebook mm -hmm. group to kind of unite everybody. So if you're into wrestling and you have wrestling content, 
Uh, if if you are a wrestler and you do any like a uh, stream kind of, we have some streamers on there, some podcast reviews, reviews, anything like that. Hit us up. I do have a private little group that we have established, and it's pretty much to just kind of put over everybody over. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of programs out there, a whole bunch of people. We we help share each other's content, uh, trying to grow each other's community pages, and uh, just trying to link up and. And uh, we're stronger with numbers than we are by ourselves. And that's kind of my philosophy. And we want to help each other out. So uh, if you are interested, shoot me a message and uh, we'll get you in that group. And uh, let's get into some local news. And before that, I understand we have some extra competition on Friday night tonight. But if you think about switching to TNT and not watching Tornado (laughs) Tag Podcast, let me tell you something. What's the main event? Miro is going to beat the mask guy with a camel clutch that wouldn't win an AAU title in Tehran. Oh, there it is. I'll put some I, I, I don't seats. know. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just assuming that Miro's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we might be done before 10. Yeah, we might be. Hey, there's TiVo. Yeah. Uh, so DVRs and there's, and there's always reruns of this. You can always check yeah, that out. I can go on a legal streaming site and watch the shows for free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. My friend Taimo always watches. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Taimo always watches wrestling on his TV. Yeah. Well, let's get into some local news and some, yeah. some, well, not local, but just wrestling news. Uh, well, wrestling news, uh, I guess a big one. We did talk about the mass cuts not too long ago. Mm-hmm. There's more people. Was that since the last episode? I believe so. I think, yeah. Yeah. Braun Strowman cut. Yeah. Um, Alistair Black cut. And Santana Garrett. Yeah. The the one that everyone Ruby was Riot. like, she's still on the roster. <laughs> Nothing against her. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby Wright. And then uh, Buddy Murphy. Buddy yeah. Murphy and Lana. Lana. Oh, yeah. Lana. I forgot about Lana. Yeah. And was there one more? Yeah. No, Ruby Riot reset. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm 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 bummed. I was kind of telling him I uh, there's a little there's something that's going to tie into that, but I just feel like there's a lot of opportunities there for some a lot of that talent, and they just weren't being used. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of speculation that's possibly uh, maybe a sale coming. Yeah, so they're that, trying that to cut some. To I believed it when it first happened, and now the more I read about it, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. not yet at least. Uh, yeah. Do you think there's more cuts coming? Yes, I do too. Probably. Yeah, I think they're streamlining. I think they want to get that stock price up, and. I think they realized they don't need as many people as they have. Yeah, they they were stockpiling because they didn't want everyone to go to AEW and they're paying people to just not be yeah. somewhere else, yep. which is dumb. Like, let them go somewhere else. It ain't hurting you. No. The rumor now is they want Aleister Black back, but he might not want to come back. Yeah. He might want to go to AEW. I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go. If you just fired me and said, oh, budget Shelved cuts. me for almost two years. And then you see all this popularity I have and then I might go somewhere else. Hey, we want you back. No. Yep. Apparently, they're doing some limited cameos now, too, with some of the rest. Really? Of them, including Shawn Michaels. Really? Wow. You get a, ca- a cameo from Shawn Michaels, yeah. How about that? Jim Crow. Tony's Crump eyes Crump. just lit up. No, I'm not paying for a yeah. cameo. Sorry. Sorry, Shawn. Uh, no, that'll be way too expensive. Uh, yeah. Like $200, probably. More than uh, that. More. Brett's, go, I think uh, Brett's four. I'm a friend of Drew Bronson. Came to a few Outbreak shows. We're friends on Facebook, too. Haha. Y'all have a great night. I got to go. Keep Take care. Keep killing it. Thank you, man. Thanks, thank you Rob. for the, yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, and and And... Make sure you hit that thumbs up or whatever. Yeah. What are you on YouTube and subscribe? Yeah. Help us out with that. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Let people know about that YouTube channel. All the YouTube channel, baby. things as the YouTubers. We're trying to grow that YouTube up. But um, I don't know. I, I just think the uh, I think that climate in WB is just it's 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 bad. It like, needs a whole restructure. They need maybe to not how the business end works, but the, how the wrestling end works. It, they need to it's t- it. it's a tough watch. Yeah. It's yeah. it's awful. Yeah. Raw is awful. SmackDown's all right. Mm. I think they should cut. UK, just cut that. I know there's good wrestlers there. Either bring them over or, or release them. I don't. I think if you're in the UK, you're into it. Yeah, but I mean, you're in the UK and you have uh, what Rev Pro right there. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. I say. wonder how they view it. Like, 
people living in the UK, how do they view that NXT UK? Do yeah. they think like, oh, they're trying to come in and take I over? I wouldn't say or? cut it because, like I said, if there's a fan base over there then that we're just not into, you know what I mean? So yeah, but kinda... I mean, like, you know, like, you don't hear anything about it at all. Yeah. Like, I even, mean, even other podcasts, like major ones, like, no one's talking about NXT UK. Yeah. The, uh, now, when I say this, this is not in a hopes of type deal, but who who do you think are some names that might also be on the, the chopping block list? I would keep like half as I throw up. Uh, Keith Lee. Yeah. Because I don't know what's going on with him. Some people say it might be a medical thing. I think it might, they might be just wanting to lose weight. Yeah. The room, liked how he looked. I think the medical thing, it was like a suspicion thing because Mia Yim was rumored to have tested positive for COVID okay. and then he got pulled off the TV shortly thereafter. Then and she came back. Then she came back and he never did. No. But he's been on Twitter. He's evidently fine. Yeah. So yeah. why wouldn't he use him? It's great. So if you lose him, you most likely they're getting rid of Mia too, right? I don't know. They would. You would think, but yeah. maybe not. Cause you know how they are. Ricochet, uh, uh, Retribution, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mustafa Ali. People, I wouldn't be surprised that you know. Leaving. Here's my here's my big name. I think you you, you want to get rid of some higher names like a Braun Strowman to save some more money mm-hmm. and and free up some cash, which is crazy because there's still people out there who think that WWE is not doing very well because they're not traveling. They're making more money, yeah, because yeah, they're, than not, they've ever they're made. not paying to take all that equipment and set up all the shows this, and all the cameramen and all that. This is Nick Khan putting his stamp on the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know Braun was getting over half a million, like no over a million. Like I think a million and a half per year. That's crazy. Like, and he was not really doing much, so I yeah. kind of can see where they release him. But there, I, there was more for Braun to do, but it was bad booking. This is now I can go either way with this, where I think maybe I and mean, maybe not. But this is just one of my names I'm throwing out there, Ray Wyatt. Maybe I they mean the Fiend is a merchandise monster. He's a, yeah, he's, no a merch, he, he's a merch sales. Yeah, but you also just took the entire character and just put it on somebody else. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. Because their idea was then we have two merchandise things, a girl and a guy version. I don't see Alexa Bliss pushing as much merch as the No, thing. well you gotta wrestle to uh, Yeah. <laughs> she never does. Yeah. And she never she hasn't been fiend Alexa yet. Yeah. So no, it's interesting. Name would be. I don't but, know. What do what do you think Braun goes? I don't I don't think AEW Apparently not the Indies. He's once like yeah, 10, yeah. 15, 20 grand. Yeah, they said shot. five figures, so that's a minimum of ten grand. Yeah. No indie's gonna pay that. No, no indie can pay that. No. Nope. And if they can, they're gonna Put that towards the building and maybe five other names that are, are, you know, especially when you go on social media and you say that you hate the Indies. Yeah. They're a bunch of crybabies. I'll never wrestle for anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Crybabies and they don't know how it is. I I could see Japan. He could be like the Gaijin monster. Maybe, but like, is he that much worse than, say, Albert? Yeah. Like, or Fale? They do like them big white guys that look like, you know, especially guy with a name. He was a champion before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what his name would be. Adam Roman. Yeah. (laughs) Adam Strongman. Adam Bronson. (laughs) Adam Bronson. I feel bad. Bronson's strongman. Yeah, I don't know. No. It's, it's one of those things where just like they they under they they poorly booked him for every, yeah for Remember four he years. He was just about to cuss to win the world title like before, not the way he just did like yeah. what Royal Rumble when Nakamura won. Mm-hmm. That's when he was really hot, and I think they should have put the belt. He should be Brock. I think they should have put it on him at the uh, when Roman got sick. I would have put it. On yeah. Him. Or how about when when he was the Money in the Bank holder? Yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah, that was <laughs> he when... had the Money in the Bank, and you know how he lost it. He got jumped by the shield. Oh God! Well, no, wait, that was Ryback. No, 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 no. no. They did. They rebrought. They brought the shield back at the very end, and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns beat him up. Oh, oh, but Dean was already out though. Uh, he was. He was. He was in just that, about. He was in that cusp. I thought it was. I thought it was him against Roman, and then Brock just beat everybody up. They were, but they were. They were teasing every now and then. Were like every 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 now and then, like the one guy. I kind of remember them saying the monster in the bank. Yeah, yeah. but I. 
That's it, how unmemorable it was. Yeah, I might be even wrong completely, but that's, it's that's fine. But he his whole money in the bank thing was a whole that was like when the money in the bank people were like, This is such a waste of time. Yeah. The last maybe four or five years of money in the bank has been kind of a waste. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not searching that up right now. I could have sworn they like you might be right. I, I don't Roman, know. Roman, he was about I think to beat it was Roman. The first year they did the red hell in a cell too, which I didn't like. Oh yeah, that was terrible. I think I have it here. Yeah, it was uh, Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar, no contest with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. Uh, let's see here in the main event, Roman Reigns defended the Universal Title. Oh yeah, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Oh they, no, they stopped interfering. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler from interfering. But then Brock Lesnar came out and okay, laid yeah. everybody. This out. was in yeah. 2018. Yeah. So. And then shortly after that was when um was when Roman got sick because Roman was a champion at that point. He mm -hmm. just beaten Brock. And then they did uh, in Saudi Arabia, they did Roman against Bra or Braun against Brock for the title. And then Brock beat him. No. Oh, yeah. And then well, there you go. Because we're gonna put it on Rollins. Yeah. yeah. Uh Stephanie in the chat saying, Hey, what's up? What's going on, Stephanie? Hi, Stephanie. Uh, check out her podcast. McMahon. It so is. watch what we say. Oh, no, is the greatest. Stephanie Hardy. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if, uh, Stephanie, uh, push your uh, push your links up for your podcast in there. She does yeah, a great, great, great podcast. Big fan of hers. Cool. Uh, she's part of our little my the little group I told I was talking about earlier in the show yeah. about like everyone supporting each other. She's really really what do talented. You think Ron Strowman will wind up, Stephanie? Yeah. Um, Alistair Black I think has the most uh, cachet out of all these people. It seems like you would think Braun, but I, I, Alistair's probably going to be more. Yeah. I mean, I, like his terms are going to be. A little... If you were a rest company, you could only hire one of this group. It'd probably be Alistair, right? Ooh, if you want, tough. if you want, if you're going to hire one, one yeah, of, of the of this group that got released, I would say if you'd hire them all, you'd be like, you know, what? take them all. Although I don't, Lana. I mean, you put Lana back with Miro. Yeah, I mean, if I'm trying to, if you really I'm trying, have to, if I'm trying to build a big women's division, I go. I would Ruby. hire Ru Ruby Riot. Ruby. If, but, but I mean, I don't know. It, uh, if just, I had the choice, I'd, I would hire Alistair Black slash Tommy. I I would yeah. I would go Alistair Black just because I've never heard any possible dirt on him. Like never heard like. But, Murphy yeah. had a little bit of thing going on, rumors. It's all rumors and innuendo, but supposedly he had some stuff going on. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't I know about that. I, I know why Andy wouldn't want him, just jealousy. Yeah. I heard that breakup wasn't good. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Well, then fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he, he's a good wrestler, but I mean, I think there's more you could get out of Alistair Black. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And, and he's a package deal with. Yeah. I guess you would get her eventually, yeah. you know. That's a one-two punch right the there. The manager, and she wrestles. And wrestling's not if, if I'm AW, I want I want Tommy and is the leader of your dark order, yes. and then I want I want uh, Thea Trinidad back with Andrade. Yeah. If if I was them, I would hire everyone but Braun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lon is 100 percent going there. Probably well, you would think, unless she doesn't want to uh, be in wrestling anymore. But you think she would be with Miro and then be like, she should still be Russian though. She yeah. should be CJ the Russian. <laughs> I love Art it. Donna. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think out of all of them, who I want to see work quicker, like to, to get, mm -hmm. I mean, they're all great talents, but I, I'm really, I really like Ruby Riot. And I was just, she was on a, right before she blew her knee out, she was on a push. Like she was going against Charlotte for the title. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, maybe we're going to get something new here. And then and she's not a long haired blonde. So, yeah. You know, she's a different yeah. look. She does the, I mean, I'm not a huge match fan, but she's not afraid to do that kind of stuff. I would think she would go to AW. I mean, where else? NWA? I can see Santana Garrett and Buddy Murphy wind up in it. She's NBA. one of those yeah. names I kind of hope does the indie circuit for a little bit now that the indies are yeah. back and we get to see her like at shows. You want to see her at camp is what you want. Yeah. Uh, if she can go to come, <laughs> if she can go to Camp Leapfrog, <laughs> I'll be a happy boy. You never know. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Buddy Murphy in, in New Japan. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's where he would fit best. What about Buddy Murphy at ROHR Impact? Impact, you'd be like, eh, but he's just kind of another guy there. Because Impact is like when they get people, it's just kind of like, oh no, I'm Impact and uh, he's yeah. blended. Uh, ROH would be a big deal. Mm -hmm. 
I think he'd do really I don't well. I what his real name is. Obviously, it'd be have to be a different name. Yeah. Well, what about the other releases? The uh, his other his, uh, part of his training class. The uh, the iconics are still out there. Oh, they are out there. I mean, not not the best wrestlers, but very entertaining. Oh, good managers. Give them microphones. Yeah. Buddy Murphy mics. has a rather generic real name. Matthew Adams. Oh, Matt, oh wow. Matt Adams. Matt then he has to be like Adam Matthewson or yeah. something. He's like a creative. <laughs> Matt and yeah. The uh, the off her chops. The podcast with them is really really good. The iconic. Oh, is it? It's, good. it's really funny. Billy I, Kay I, I, is hilarious. I like them both. I mean, they're not that that great in the ring. Peyton a little bit better in the ring, but I mean, yeah. as a it's package deal. Sandra as and Cassie Lee and Cassie and um, I forget the other one's name. Oh my goodness, they're new working names. No, they're real. Yeah, they're actual names. Yeah, but I know that the one wrestling is going to be Cassie Lee. That's yeah, Peyton. Cassandra is Peyton, and Billy. Is I know the, her real name was Jessica McKay. Je- oh, okay. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they'll. I don't like AW can't hire everybody, but they can start letting some people go to hire people. They could yeah. do that. Well, I mean, they're they're getting what now three different shows, so they can start spreading the yeah. wealth out. Yeah. Well, Cody was on a call and said he's big, they have a big roster and looking to make it bigger. I'm like, well. Yeah, you have, have three, show. You have three shows. You yeah. can give, spread out some wealth and get some more eyes. Four on. they're gonna have because they have dark and elevation, and then whatever the new one's called. Yeah, rampage, right? Yeah, I believe. And then dynamite. So I think AEW's doing well. I yeah. think I think they're doing it right. They're doing it right. And it's a it, yeah. There's some stuff that's not so good, but for the most part, it's an entertaining show. Yeah, it's a it's a much easier watch than it is. Raw two hours. Sometimes you're like, well, we're at the main event already. Mm-hmm. Raw, it's like, oh, we got two hours left. Yeah. And they're they're making people who I wasn't huge fans of WWE. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, like superstars in AEW, like people yeah. I, I'm really excited to see on TV. Um, another guy who I wasn't high on WWE, and I wasn't high when he went to AEW, and I wasn't high when in fact just had a pretty big weekend. I'm trying to think, my Cardona. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that the angle with the Nick Gage is fantastic. It's, it's and I don't like the it's, best shit he ever did. It's the best work he's ever done, and Probably. the fact that everyone was flipping him off. And, yeah, and then he goes on Twitter and goes, "Oh my god, what a warm reception! I can't oh, wait yeah. to see all my amazing fans." I again. was dying when he called himself an ECW yeah. original. <laughs> and the best <laughs> was, is, yes, he was in WCW. And there's people on the message boards on, on Facebook saying, "You weren't in the real ECW." I'm like, "There you go, hook, yeah. line, and sinker, got His him." His trainer was, yeah. The whole thing of him doing the Moxley pose, taking the mask off, and then like the instant, like I'm ready to cheer, so I'm going to cheer as soon as the mask off. Yay! Wait, that isn't Moxley. He, he killed has a beard, it. He has the hair. Like, he perfect. fucking killed it. it he, that was the perfect. his best work. Don't expect a crazy death match. Expect a, a more along yeah. lines of Mox versus Kenny. Mm-hmm. Does he does he take the pizza cutter? No, no. He's a light tube, light tubes, yeah. thumbtacks, chairs, ladders. But I mean, would you would you crazy. take the pizza cutter? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no. he scares the shit out of me. I'm not. I'm not no, I if just I ever go to a show he's at, I'm just gonna be like, I heard, I heard he's he, intimidating, but but nice guy. Well, I heard he's a sweetheart. He's not gonna walk around hitting yeah. people with light tubes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what a what a piece of business that was. Yeah, him coming I, out, and then he gives him the mox DDT and takes the mask off. I, oh, Zach Ryder! I, I'm just so amazed having literally like. I was at that Break the Barrier show with him and, and Justice Payne in 99 where they kind of got put on the map a little bit. To see Nick Gage being like the most over baby face in indie wrestling it, it makes <laughs> no in, sense. in the last two years is amazing and I love it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, Stephanie said Raw is 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 on the struggle bus. You're 100% right. And it, it is the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Okay, Check her so out the Hardy stuff. Wrestling Podcast. She's, and I will say this, she's solo. And oh, she wow. kills it. That's a, I, that's a tough I job. Not I could, I could never do it solo. That's a, that's a tough a lot of respect for her. I. I wish I. I uh, very very soon. I would like you to join us one one week, Stephanie, and, and yeah, talk, you can. talk wrestling yeah. with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to watch the the match then. Zach Ryder versus Nick Gage. Uh, the first time I said I want to watch both of them wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. That's why I said he killed it. And it was. It's it's great that somebody had the the smarts to say to Zach, "Hey, when you come here, everyone's gonna hate you." 
So or act, maybe he said that. Or, or act like you're Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that whole idea had was so brilliant to do that. It was. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to watch next pay review. Maybe through. Maybe already means, sold. But, already you know. sold me. You sold me yeah. on one. Ga- yeah. uh, game game changer wrestling, everybody. Yeah. Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage. Uh, r- rules of the match to be determined. Who, who would have fucking thought? I know. <laughs> uh, what else we got in the news? Uh, locally, more locally, big weekend this weekend. Indie yes. wrestling mm-hmm. coming back. I'm terrified. Yes, you are. <laughs> terrified. Yeah, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, be all right. So this place that they're going to run is also an MMA gym. Where? The, uh, the PPW is going to run Brad, in Broadheads. Broadheads. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the building. But it, uh, I believe Samu, no, off of Junior, one, somehow one of the Samoans from downtown like the owners of the actual building, but then it's also an MMA gym and a real gym. And at the other end is an antique store. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is it's gonna be pretty cool. So first off, I want to say thank you to Paul Bo mm-hmm. uh, and the and the entire everyone at PPW giving me an opportunity to do my commentary debut. How about I, it? I don't know if this is something that you're gonna see more of of me because I don't know if I'm even gonna be good at it. <laughs> well, um as long as you're gonna be how much does this guy weigh? Yeah. Um, is this one of the restless? Yeah, yeah. What a my, I know I'm not going to be good, right? I just don't want to be no, but terrible. Yeah, but you got to go in and just like, know. like I want to be above, like, just above terrible. Like I just like, like I know <laughs> I know terrible. Like because well, you've, you've seen how comedy or comedy, yeah, commentary. You've seen how commentary works. Yeah, I, I mean, just it, I think anytime you, have... you do something your first time, you're going to struggle. Yeah, I just don't want to be awful at it. Well, that's just my goal. Just don't be awful. Well, who's doing it with you? Is there two people? Uh, me, me, Julie's, and Paul. Oh, but there you go. Anytime yeah. you don't do, just bow. Out. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm more confident. You know, the, the working at the commentary table is the. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. So I, uh, I mimic writing some down. Yeah. Over because no one can see that. Yeah. I <laughs> have, I have notepads. So I went out and yeah, bought. Yeah. Take, take, take one. I went and out and bought notepads. Pen, and you can write stuff down, but also have one to write stuff down that you can communicate with the two uh, commentaries. Yeah, and I also have a notepad. Like, I'm going to put, like, little stats of people. Yeah, yeah. What, what's, what, hey, brother, what do you want me to say? I just, the only thing I'm nervous about, and this is not, like, a thing, like, like, am I allowed to be like, hey, this match is this person, and they wrestled a couple weeks ago at this promotion, and they had a really good match. Yeah. And, but I don't know if they're like, don't talk about other promotions. Like, I don't know the rules. You know what I mean? So I, I have think to they're, they're okay with that, but yeah, just ask that right at the beginning. Yeah. Because that, that makes you seem more... Because if I feel like if you're bringing me in as a podcast... Sometimes they say... uh you know, you mention it, but don't say the name. So you'd be like, "This heat guy is a, a champion elsewhere." So you got to use the like, okay, like that talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you talk around it. And then uh, he Sunday, had a great match with so and so in in Delaware. You know? Yeah. And then Sunday, I'll be doing commentary again. Yeah. So there you go. You're really uh, jumping in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> trial by fire uh, for the sanctuary yeah. Hazelton, which is what a what a venue. Yeah. Beautiful. And PPW, by the way, is at Signature Training Academy, one thirty-seven Aaron Lane, Broadheadsville. Let's go down the lot. Let's go down the match list. So, okay, so we'll go PPW first. This is PPW. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, the return. The return. PPW. The return. Gonna see. There he goes, Rosh. You'll do. You. You'll be fine. You got this. Yeah. There we go. Dude, he's been the he's biggest, gonna be at Sanctuary. Yes, he has been my biggest cheerleader. He's cool. been super, super helpful. And, and we work with Pete. Pete is great. He's. I'm sure people tell you just bow, let him handle, it and just fall off feet. Yeah. Uh, DBA mechanics. Thank you for the heart. A little Pride Month heart. I like that. We. Uh, and then Dave, uh, another podcaster here, hanging out with us. Oh, Thank wow, you guys so much. Coming. It's great. Thanks, guys. All right, let's run down that list. I'm just trying to find where these start. Uh, let, let's start at the table. Let's start at the, the table. The, at, the, at the head TV of this table. title. Yes. Uh, WYLN Television yeah, Championship. WYLN. I would say subscribe to it, big kid. It's a local TV channel. Watch if you're in the Use your rabbit ears. Yeah. Here's the, here's the, also on YouTube at PPW Entertainment. Here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Our next week's guest 
Yeah, oh sure. my god! One way or the other, I next week the, the KPW TV champion will be somebody's got to win, week. somebody's got to lose. That it'll be a fun topic. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> possibly we may have sour grapes here next week. So the champion will be on the show. The champion yeah, will exactly. be on the show. <laughs> the WYLN TV champion will be on the show. Will be on no next week's what. show. <laughs> Will it be Andy Hedder or Johnny? The loser will also be on the show. And the loser will also, yeah. Unless, unless, you know. That's wrestling. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, now, as Andy's seat at the table on the line. (laughs) Yeah, that on the line. Johnny (laughs) takes over. I will say this. I want to complete cape, like breaking cape here. Johnny is not, he's in the same boat as Andy, where literally since very, very early on in this podcast, he's been super, super supportive of us. Absolutely. Uh, super, super nice to us. John, behind, like he does a lot with Alex and high tension wrestling, and we're proud to be a part of that family as well. Uh, the reason I'm even getting an opportunity at the sanctuary is because Johnny put my name in. Cool. So huge props to yeah. you, man. Like, yeah, nice guy. Uh, love Johnny to death, but eventually one of you just have to die. Somebody you know? has to win. Somebody <laughs> has to win. So it, it is us for the, the WYLN. Oh, maybe he'll get TV both counted time. out. Maybe yeah, he'll get both disqualified. Bitch, yeah. I will say no good Johnny. But still, somebody's still a champion. I will <laughs> say this. The show. If Johnny were to lose, yes, he is one title away, the world championship. Oh, from being a Grand Slam? Yeah, Grand Slam wow. at PPW. And Johnny's also wrestling for another title. Sunday at Sanctuary. Really? Wow. Oh, that's right. And he's putting his career on the line. Career on the line, Daddy-O. Um, so if he loses. He's but done. if I win, it'll be my first title. How about that? Your well, first, for PBW. Your first title at PBW. That's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Very, very exciting. Yeah. So that'll be the one match. we got one match down on the card. Opening the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <I'm> <laughs> And you, you might be somewhere maybe, else that day. Maybe, maybe it's open the show. Yeah. Who knows? Cards subject to change. Cards are the change. All right, next match. Uh, next match is Casey Navarro, uh, PPW mainstay. Casey Navarro against a guy making his return very recently to mm-hmm. professional wrestling. Davy Richards, the former ROH champion. Yes, one half of the American Wolves. Well, former American Wolves with um, uh, Eddie Edwards. If Casey were to go over in this match, he would have a win over two promotions world champions. Well, maybe he's not the reigning champion. But I'm saying former, former champion. Okay. Because he be, if he beats him, he beats that's ROH, and he beat um. He, David Richards wasn't he also was he ever the Impact champion? I think or, ROH. You no, said Eddie ROH. Edwards was. Yeah, Eddie David. Edwards was. Yeah. Well, you said this guy was ROH David. champion, right? Yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. his partner. Was. But he beat uh Rich Swan. Okay, there you go. In, in about that, it, yeah, and David was also uh, what was the group with him and Roddy and uh, Generation Next? Was that was he in that? Was no, it, no, no, that was way later. Um, way later. No remorse. Squad? No remorse. Court. No yeah. remorse. No court, yeah. Uh, the first match I ever saw Davy Richards wrestle in Ring of Honor was against Kenta. Oh wow! It was mm. that the night of the Joe Danielson uh, one-hour draw. Oh, I, yeah. I always liked Davy Richards. He took a break. I think he was a teacher or, or firefighter. Firefighter. Yeah. So okay. he took uh, a break ne- from wrestling. Come back. So that should be a good match. Next match. Next match. Our next match. Uh, another one of the uh, non-local. Well, one of these guys is local. Uh, but you have Eric Rowan or Redbeard, whatever they may be calling him. Against Alpha Junior. Wow. Formerly Manu. Yeah, of former, WWE. Yeah. So former, two former WWE. Two former WWE. Yeah. About that. Yeah. All right. And then you have. You're just going what's on the paper. paper, paper. I'm going. I'm, yeah, I don't I'm, know I'm on their website. I'm on, the I'm on their Facebook. Be. This is all from uh, PPW Entertainment on Facebook, I should say. And then you have um, for the women's title, mm-hmm. Ooh, the, uh, the juggernaut of the PPW women's division, Christina Marie, defending against Adina Steele. The juggernaut of like Northeast wrestling. Yes, Northeast women's yes. wrestling. Yes. Christina she is. should be in the Super 8. She should be in yeah. the Super 8. 
We'll get to that. Li- maybe, that well, maybe next year. That's on the list. Yeah. That's on the list of talking. I should be in the Super Bowl. You <laughs> Not the girls. Not the guys. Uh, anyway. Adina, well, here's the thing, man. Um, last time that Adina and, and uh, Christina squared up, Christina squashed her. Oh, really? Squashed mm-hmm. her. Wow. And then Adina really has been working hard mm-hmm. to rebuild herself. Like, I would say one of the one of the pandemic stories, besides yourself, you know, you and Johnny also looking very good post-pandemic, That's right. working out Correct. hard. Adina has also been living in the gym. Yeah. Man. I mean, Adina had a match since uh, this last paper. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah at Outbreak. At, right? at Outbreak, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's, it's on the uh, quarantine files on quarantine Outbreak file. YouTube. So she's been killing it, man. She's been going out there. She's she's getting better. She's is it enough to conquer Christina Marie? We'll find out we'll Saturday. By the way, in the last fifteen years, here are the people who have won the Wrestling Observer Award for most outstanding wrestler. Uh, in the last fifteen years, going back to two thousand six, Brian Danielson has uh, won it several times. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi has won it. Kazuchika Okada has won it. Okay, I like this list so far. AJ Styles has won it. Kenny Omega has won it. Will Ospreay has won it. And one other person has won it within the last 15 years. And that's Davey Richards. Wow. wow. He that? won it in 2011. Get out. Get out. It's what a, bit, a list. Yeah. Fantastic wrestlers. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's another thing. Davey Richards is a, is a big, big name. He's mm-hmm. come back with MLW recently. Uh, he will be there in another MLW guy who was a PPW... Um, not mainstay, but he used to be there uh, quite a bit. Richard Holiday's yeah. on the show. Yeah. He was in a stable at MLW with MJF and. Yeah, they were the tag champions. Alex Hamstone, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget, uh, the something. I forget. The Empire, I want to say something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then for the tag team titles, we have a four way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yes. Four way for the tag titles. The Ascension, former. Yeah. Uh, Are oh, they maybe... still going by Ascension? I mean, they're booked as I, the Ascension. I, I, I don't know what their name is. I, I'm going by what I'm reading on the page, and I'm yeah. reading Eric Rowan, and I'm reading the Ascension. Yeah. I'm going by PPW. Connor Brothers. and Victor? Victor. Yeah. Um, they're going to be going against uh, South Philly's Finest. Did Real quick, sorry. Did they... I know they were they were a force in... NXT. NXT. Did, did they ever get titles? They were a dominant tag team I, title champion. Yeah, they were, yeah. they were tag yeah. champions? They were, they were cha- tag team champions. Uh, they were the champions when NXT came onto the network. The first NXT takeover before NXT had like really gotten a foothold when the network was brand new. I think it was even before that first WrestleMania. Okay, on the yeah, yeah, yeah. That first takeover, the main event was when um, Adrian Neville, Pac, he beat Bo Dallas for the title. And you had Cesaro against Sami Zayn. And uh, you had Paige and Emma for the first women's title when Paige won the women's that title. That was good too. Wow, that's how um, far this goes back. Yeah. Well, so it was like 2015? 14, 14, I think. It was right before WrestleMania 30. And the. The Ascension were the tag team title, the tag team champions, and they beat Too Cool. It was a guest appearance by Too yeah. Cool. How about that? I do the, miss the, the fashion files. Good. Remember when they did the fa- fashion files? Oh, yeah, files that was kind of good. Was, yeah. That was Brazango. Yeah. Oh, Bra- no, they were yeah, in it too. Yeah, they, they, they were yeah. in it. If you, I, if you go way back, I miss Connor on NXT, old NXT oh, with uh, Redemption, where everybody said he was a rat because he kind of looked like a rat, <laughs> yeah. and he would always find cheese and chase cheese on the floor. <laughs> yeah, when they got brought to the main roster, they were kind of yeah, done it. dirty right off the bat. They got like a joke. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be the Ascension, South Philly's Finest, the Tag Team Champions, the main event, and the Sambo Show. Mm, that's in a four-way four way. for the tag team titles. Wait, any picks? Do you have any picks here? I think the champs retain. Main event has I been... I would say, yeah, yeah. Main event has been on point. Uh, they have not rested on their laurels at all during this pandemic. Uh, AEW, Camp Leapfrog, they have been they have been at it, and they are... I think they, I think they keep the titles. I will say this. Um... SPF, we got to see. We got to see in uh, a couple weeks ago. Looked great. Uh, oh, at, at the at, at, at WXW. At, at WXW. All seen Sambo show. 
Sam Adams coming off a really bad motorcycle accident. Did he break his leg? Oh, or? It was rough. Oh, he had a, he, he his broke, leg. Yeah, yeah, his leg was pretty rough. He looks good. Good. Good for they him. Both, they both look good. So um, it's going to be exciting to see these three. A lot of people have gotten in great shape. Myself yeah. excluded. Yeah. I just say, I uh, so it, it, this is going to be, I mean, I know main event stayed, stayed ready, but so did the other two tag teams. Yeah, so okay. it's going to be really exciting and to see. Ascension, you never know. Like, yeah. could be back. Yeah. yeah. Remember when Holy Ray came won the title for like two shows? Yeah. And Austin, back? Austin yeah. Aries was yeah. the champion? Yeah. yeah. So you never know. Yeah. Uh, Chris Slade will be making his PPW debut. Mm-hmm. Chris Slade's very good. He was an outbreak. I don't know if you've seen him. Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing him. Kind of reminds me of Will Ospreay. Not look, but in style. Yeah. Very flippy. Yes. Very flippy dippy. So you see some acrobatics whenever he's in the ring. Uh, we have some qualifying matches for the PPW title tournament. Yeah, because the title has now been the heavyweight title has been declared vacant. Yes, so vacant and takes up an air title. Chio says South Philly's finest goes over. There would be like the thirty-eighth time yeah, 30th tag team champion. Hey, how many times has New Day been the WWE tag yeah, champions? 100. Like eleven. <laughs> yeah. Andy Fatter. I'm not oh, sure where that. Yeah. Uh, we're a little behind. Uh, and then High Tension hanging out with us. The Awakening. What's going on, bud? Well, uh, is that that maybe that he means the Ascension's new name is the Awakening? Oh, the Awakening. Yeah, they're, they're billing them as the Ascension on here, but yeah, the Awakening. What if it's like them. Kickter and Fawner? <laughs> you had to think about it. <laughs> like, like one of those like wrestling video games. Where you, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like slightly different, but you can change their name. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Connor with a C. All right, next match. So uh, this is a three-way match, and the winner advances in the um, in the tourney to crown a new PPW champion. It's Joey Martinez. Bull Hightower and Prince Noah. Okay. Joey used to wrestle, I believe, as Joey Lugo, Lugo or something Lugo? like that. Yes, yes. And I wrestled him years ago. Yeah. So I haven't seen him, but he, another guy looks great. So I don't know. Are they crowning the champion tonight? I or don't believe so. Doing the first round. This is just the first round because I know uh, two people who aren't on this show are in the mix for the title Deshaun Pratt. Yes. And I believe Bro Keller as well. Bro Keller with the long hair. Now. I know. I think it looks pretty good. It looks with long awesome. Hair, yeah. It looks real good. He's got a haircut since Corona started. <laughs> I like it. I like the long hair. He better keep it. I, I hope he keeps it too. Yeah. I'm going to tell him that when I see him. Yeah. He'll like, keep that hair. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Pratt. Deshaun Pratt's in a tournament that he can win the title. And if he doesn't, he can just cash in. <laughs> well, well, let's believe they still have it. Yeah. Yeah. He's let's, let's hold on on them. Yeah. <laughs> he better cash. I would just be like, I'm cashing in now. I'm yeah. champ. I, that's what it, just bring okay. a suitcase. No yeah. matter. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah an, another three way uh, with a former champion in, in the mix here. Yeah. The current champion. Well, current, a different title. Yeah. Oh, okay. The IWA Caribbean champion, Richard holiday is in this match. Mm-hmm. Fox vineyard, uh, former no limits champion is in this match and a former PPW champion himself. Evander James. Now, Mr. James. Yeah. So in this match, Oh, uh, then there's, a, there's yet another, Qualifier match too. I seen really, or maybe it's in our three way or four way. Anyway, let's keep going. Well, there's still another. Well, there's still this is only the first first round, so maybe there's another. Oh, first, yeah, there yeah. might be for another. Oh, okay. Show. Rembrandt will be making his return. Mm-hmm. Not specified yet where he's going. Maybe, maybe Rembrandt and Chris Slade. That'd be a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rembrandt. All I know is I was looking at um, Instagram, and they announced uh, probably the next match you're going to talk about. Right? Is it a tag match? It is a tag match. Go ahead. With three participants. Uh, unveiled so far. Uh, Isaac Rule, the reigning No Limits champion, and Eugene Chandler making his debut against Antonio Rivera and a mystery partner. Ooh, X, as New Japan always puts it. Well, here's the deal. Rembrandt is not happy that Isaac is not defending oh, his title. I think he's going to be... And he wants to be... X. He's been calling out Isaac for a long time for that number one contender spot. Oh, wow. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. If he's coming back, he's, he's not going to be happy. 
Not going to be a happy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here you go. Chris Slade will be at the 2300 wrestling table at the Legends of Hamburg Fieldhouse in July yeah, They just announced that. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. Awesome, man. You guys are bringing some heat too. Uh, a lot of people are going to be there. So we'll go over that. Then. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is at our table, we're going to have Andy Hedder and Johnny Moran. <laughs> so the, oh, the, Jesus. The TV champion will be at that table as well. Well, well let's, we have to get Jesus. to the 24th. We all know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this could be initial. Just whoever wins, just hide. Yeah. <laughs> going to hiding. <laughs> oh my god i hope we wrestled somewhere else too. at our table <laughs> at our table you will have the winner or loser and loser and loser, and loser of the of the wyln <laughs> no we're, gonna, we're gonna have to put cv in between yeah. them to keep the peace yeah. anyway you slice it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh yeah so then that that's that, that's, that's the card that we know that's of. pretty much the card we know of yeah and then also in uh you're gonna be working in reading that day yes well, rcw at the Riverside Beneficial Building, right uh, next to the um, stadium, right? Yeah, the, where the Reading Phillies play. Yeah. It's like right behind it. It's a little one. WPW used to run there years ago. So it should be a good. Uh, they only ma- announced a few matches there. John Moran also on that show. Yeah. So the winner and loser of the TV title will also be around. Maybe you and Moran Reading. will just work your way into a tag team. Yeah, <laughs> that way we can win and lose together. We'll both be the champ. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll and then it's easier for us as the fans yes. to yes. not have to pick and choose. Yeah, so so two shows going on t- tomorrow. That I know. Well, well, well. Whenever it's Andy and Johnny Moran, the real winner is the fan. Yeah, I, there you I go. agree. There you go. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to see you guys work. Yeah, yeah. me too. We we wrestled in ACW, but obviously when Alex was there, actually, so yeah, Alex was watching him and I, I believe the Maestro came. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was like the like the last show I did, I think, maybe before the show stopped. ACW, I believe. Really? I'm, oh, yeah, wow. It might have been that one. might have been one other G- one. GCW was on my last. Oh, GSW, maybe that was. Yeah. Yeah, was it GCW was, or was it GSW? Maybe GSW that was, or was it Outbreak? No, out, it was a few weeks after. It was February 29th. It was the same night as that AW pay-per-view. That's okay. where Moxley won the title. Yeah, maybe yeah. I wrestled Johnny right from, like the Friday because the reverb shows are always on Friday. Mm-hmm. It could have been that Friday. I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, that was the last show that I went to with Tony was the one in uh, the one oh, yeah, at, the, up in, at uh, the True Mill. Yeah, True Mill, yeah. Where you had the three-way with blue and gold. And you'll never see wrestling in that building. No. That's done. It's dead forever. It's a shame. It's dead forever. Yeah. Well, well it's a cool building. I mean, they said there would never be wrestling in the ECW arena again. And, uh, Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still have to go to that arena. I have to it's just, wonderful. I still have to experience it. I will, I, uh, I've not wrestled a match there, so <laughs> I, I really want to do that. Yeah. All right, well, let do we have anything else for the local news? Because we we no, are getting a little sang- sanctuary. Triggers. Oh yeah, sanctuary. I don't. The card is still kind of like a TV two determined. I know thing. it's Johnny Moran versus someone. Yes, that is title the main first career. Hold on, I have a little bit here, but it's uh. So we have Johnny Moran versus Marcy Cabrera. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at names, so this Cabrera, is probably I'm gonna guess. Cabrera. Yeah, uh, Hawthorne the, versus Kit Rath. Yeah, Hawthorne was announced. I was announced. I'm actually really excited because I've never actually seen Hawthorne wrestle. It's great, but I know him. See him. I know him personally. Yeah, but I've never seen him wrestle yet, so I'm I really excited. Him. I said, well, fucking really good. You he know? worked and really short fucking time, hard. In a short time, he's gotten very good. He worked really, really hard. Yeah. I'm not like, listen. I'm a chubby dude. Yeah, but me and him were like in the same boat, mm-hmm. and then he just fucking worked his ass yeah. off in the gym. What's what's going on with the PA wrestling uh, people that lose weight? Yeah, <laughs> he's, right. Well, he's definitely and he's another guy, uh, Stockade that wrestled at ACW. He dropped like fifty pounds or something. Yeah, oh, well, looking great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know exactly who's on the card or what's been announced. But I know I that just, one has any announced. match graphics you see. But I'm, I'm very excited also for the Kit Raff because I'm a huge... Yeah. I'm, I like Kit Raff a that lot. That match should be very good. I think yeah. that might be the only two that were announced. It may be. Yeah, I know one thing they did announce for any wrestlers in the area is that on Friday the 25th from 5 to 8 for a $20 fee at the Sanctuary, uh, there is a Ace Austin Summer School Clinic. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Ace is really good. I mean, so that... Dude. 
do we do we not do we not record on a Friday to go see a Friday sanctuary show? Well, it's not a show. It's, it's not a show. It's a clinic. Yeah, oh, a clinic. It's, so it's like a like a seminar. Do we pay the money just to go see yeah, the no. clinic and not record? Yeah, no. <laughs> Are you guys here? To re- no. no. Yeah. Uh, maybe him. Yeah. Uh, I think Andy's a little bit older than me, so he might not want to do a clinic. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you are interested in that, definitely go hit him up. Uh, the, here's the thing that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. like Not figure out, but like I'm wondering. They have the, uh, the Sanctuary uh, $5 for Sanctuary Season Pass members. I don't know how that works either because it, it kind of seems like for $5 you can watch all the shows, but I think it means... I, I, from what I thought, it was it's free unless you don't have a pass, and then it's five dollars. So oh, okay. I will say this: I'm very, I'm new to the sanctuary realm, right? Yeah. So this Sunday, I'm going to go there. I'm really going to get my feet wet and learn a lot about it. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely something that's on my radar. That's going to stay there. Like, yeah. I'm very excited what they're doing there. The venue is something I've always liked and looked at. Um, so I'm very excited to be kind of in the door now. And it, you're going to hear a lot more sanctuary on this podcast. Yeah. Definitely going to hear a lot. Should we more. learn more about? We'll explain the whole pass. Um, another if, thing, if Rosh is still there, maybe he can comment. You can explain the, the five dollar pass. Oh, here it is. Uh, five do, five dollars single day or fifty dollars for the season pass. Oh, well, there you go. And they do want a show once a month, just about. So if they do, that'd be twelve shows for fifty dollars. There is a show after the clinic. Oh wow, there is. Oh, how yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. okay. So wow. maybe we, maybe we yeah. do. Maybe we do not record one that? Friday night and go hang out. That's great. You go on hold one week. I, I would assume Ace Austin will wrestle. So there you go. If you can go watch him wrestle for five dollars, I want to say one more thing about the Legend Hammerfield House before we move on uh, and get any further. That also has to deal with Sanctuary. So there, I'm. We we've been talking about for a while now how like this landscape of professional wrestling is at this point where there's like the the, the forbidden doors. Mm-hmm. No one works with everyone, and everyone's the thing. Um, I want to give tons and tons of props to Outbreak Wrestling because not only are they doing the Legend Hamburg Field House, they're going to have a Leapfrog match that mm-hmm. day and then also they're going to be doing a sanctuary match where jt hawthorne will be fa- uh, uh, wrestling uh, Aud- andre am i saying that right i think it's andre. andre andre um but there will be a sanctuary match at the legends of havoc fieldhouse show afterwards mm-hmm. like at the outbreak show well not, so, not well not afterwards not after the show show like after the con after the during, con yes during so, the outbreak yeah. Show. Yeah. During, like, during yeah, the yeah. outbreak show so yeah. if you pay for the the con and the thing you're actually seeing two other promotions wrestle yes on that show which i think is beautiful mm-hmm. and it's exactly what wrestling needs and, it, and it's a huge reason why I, i'm always trying to like uh, find other podcasters to work together because the fact that it, your whole objective is to get people t- like talent over mm-hmm. and working together and having those opportunities to have these different promotions slide matches here on cards that here and there is i think brilliant yeah and i and i like it i commend it i want i want more of that to be yeah. happening and i think it's really really exciting and, and there's you know crossover to begin with everyone will be an outbreak show and who knows who's from the con and wants to show up on the show or will show up on the show yeah because you know all them guys are hey brother you got anything for me you know yeah. <laughs> that's gonna happen i said to to voxus and how many people you think are gonna ask oh, to be on the shit. show that fucking... and i said all of them <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> I, I just spoiled that something. Piece of shit. I spoiled something. What? I thought it was already announced. That's my bad. Sorry, high attention retina. Uh, well, Camp Leaf Frog will be in attendance that day. Maybe a match. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> to be to be announced. Oh, hey, I wonder if they had a match who was wrestling because you didn't say anything. Yeah, my head is all fucked up today, man. <laughs> I'm so stressed out. I'm not. I'm like I'm nervous about these two debuts. Work was a shit. Work fine. was a shitty work week, and uh, my computer was not doing very well for me later on. Earlier, think, you can show up. All you got to do is bring yourself. Yeah, I suck. Anyway, That's how you let's yourself. just get to the fucking topic before I ruin <laughs> anything else. So this week's topic, Brian. This week's topic, yeah, we're going to talk about two of the more famous LGBT uh, historical figures in wrestling. Uh, the great Pat Patterson and the uh, one of the puppet masters of professional wrestling, 
Jim Barnett. Jim, Jim I know Z. nothing about Jim Barnett. Oh, oh my, my boy. Oh my boy. What's the term? <laughs> before Tell we, me the term. Before you came here, Andy, I said, I said the Jim Barnett part is going to be him and Andy doing that voice for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. gonna it be, is. It's going to be a very limited. And, and I, I joked around saying oh, I didn't boy. know a lot I about Pat Patterson. Heat. But I've never really seen like Patterson matches. Yeah. I, I know of what he's They're done. They're few and far between. I've only seen a handful. Yeah. Besides, like, seen, the he's stuff. a little before our time as well. But I mean, like. Uh, if you've joined it Attitude Era, then you would be like, oh, he's just the joke character. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, him uh, and Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe and, and even Slaughter. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, he used Maybe. to wrestle? Yeah. Like, they just didn't know. You had uh, the Alley Fight is a very famous one. Mm -hmm. I think one of the old VHS tapes, there was one of the cage matches with Backlund. He's also, what, the first IC champion? The yeah. first ever Intercontinental champion. He won a uh, very big tournament in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Lots of people were. So many people were in this tournament. Like 50, so 60, many, 70. So many couldn't even get a proper number. Is that what happened with the triple threat with you, Moran? And, yes, uh, because it's almost like... You beat him in Rezo... Yes, That was a joke. That was off the air. <laughs> no, I just put it in. I fuck it. I don't care. I'm already, I'm already burying myself tonight. Why not go more? <laughs> oh, Pretty boy. soon. You're, you're burying yourself so deep you're going to be doing commentary in Australia this yeah. weekend. <sighs> so Jim Barnett is uh, not a wrestler. No. Not a manager. Not a announcer. Not an on-screen or in-the-ring talent. At all. Uh, but he was one of the most powerful people in wrestling history. He he was from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, James E. Barnett. James and, e. Barnett. And if you ever hear James E. Cornett, that's where it came from. Because Jim Cornett's middle name is Mark. But so it's, <laughs> and he's yeah. obviously not going to use that back in the day yeah, he as a wrestler. But he, but he wasn't James well, M. Cornett yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, so, so Barnett went to school at the University of Chicago, went up in Illinois. And he wound up just working for a wrestling company. He worked for a guy named Fred Kohler who owned the Chicago territory and Fred Kohler's territory had a magazine. It was called wrestling as you like it. And That's it a weird name for me. Well, it was the fifties. Yeah, I guess it yeah. could be a little more long form. And so he, he worked in this magazine and he worked his way over into the wrestling office. Kind of like Vince Russo. Vince Russo started. Yeah. Well, he Vic started. <laughs> Vic, well, he's yeah, he started. Right. Remember that? I do. He started in a, well, he started doing a, a radio show, like a time by radio yeah, show with, with, uh, What's that name? John Arezzi. John Arezzi. Yeah. And then they had like a very bitter breakup. And then he wound up going to WWF and working on the magazine and then became creative. Uh, and B Barnett wasn't really a booker or a creative guy so much as he was a business guy. Mm -hmm. And he was one of his big ideas that became huge, huge, just the staple of wrestling over the next, I would say, 30, 35, 40 years. He is credited as being the inventor of studio wrestling, like not doing shows you would tape in an arena. He you would do the sh the wrestling yeah, like uh, for now for newer listeners NWA Power exactly like NWA Power is literally filmed in a TV studio, and that was his innovation mm -hmm. because before you would just tape a show in the arena, he would do it under the TV lights. You would have that live crowd, Memphis Crockett, yeah, like everything little, you would see. Add a production to it, yeah. And then uh, uh, NWA is traveling soon. They're gonna start traveling. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for pay per views. Yeah. Like I mean, that, right? uh, Power will still always be filmed in the same place, but mm -hmm. yeah, pay per view and might be doing. The one-off shows here and there. Yeah. And then Barnett uh, left Chicago and wound up uh, in the 50s and 60s in Indianapolis. And here and there, he would go all over the country. And he even ran opposition to the NWA in Detroit. But in 1964, him and his partner, Johnny Doyle, wound up going to Australia to check out the wrestling scene there. And they wound up creating the first big world championship wrestling before... Yes. 30 years before almost WCW that we know. This is called the Australian WCW. Yeah. 
And it may have been at the time the biggest wrestling company in the world. Is it something? It was that hot in Australia and New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And it was a nationwide territory. And they didn't even have the Iconics yet. No. They weren't even born. Yeah, they were on national TV on the Nine Network. And you had major stars like Killer Kowalski, Dominic DiNucci, Spiros Arian. Uh, their biggest star, not as big of a name as those guys stateside, but their biggest star may have been a guy, Mario Milano, who was their big baby face, almost like their Hulk Hogan. And Alliteration. That's what, that's what mm-hmm. it takes. And even in a time where, like, even your most powerful people in Hollywood, like your Rock Hudson's, who... I think they, there was rumors that Barnett may have had something with him. Maybe. Um, for Jim Barnett, Rock Hudson was a good-looking man. Was 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 he f- completely out to everybody, or was it like Rock a... Rock Hudson, no. No, I'm saying the... In wrestling? Jim. In wrestling, Jim Barnett, yes. Yeah. In, in re- regular life, no. Like, you, in the 1960s, you could go to jail for being gay. Yeah. yeah. Or like, get killed. You just or get, get killed. beat yeah. up and killed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. That was the world. People in the chair for that. People in wrestling, they knew. People in wrestling knew the deal about Jim Barnett. No, look at him. Look at the muscles on him. Look at it. Oh, so he played a character. No. No. That, he, was, that was his voice. Oh, really? They yes. say he may have put... People seem to think, especially people who weren't the biggest fans of him, they seem to think that he tried to put on airs a little bit as far as sounding like this refined Southern gentleman uh, that came from money and came from uh, status. But no, that's that impression is literally just how Jim Barnett talked. Yeah. He he did nothing. He was not a TV character. Yeah, he was a behind the everybody scenes. Everybody that imitates him, like Jr. Jim Cornette, every, they all do the same. Oh boy! Oh, oh my boy! Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> that's the that. that's what I'm gonna do for <laughs> for your <for> commentary. <laughs> yeah, for PVW, I'm just gonna muscles. I'm gonna do that voice the whole time. Look at the muscles on yeah. Johnny Moran. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I will what, be immediately what, kicked out of the. Building. What's the dirt on Hawthorne? <laughs> it kind of sounds like uh. Samantha Stevens' one uncle. Yeah. <laughs> the overly flamboyant. Oh, uh, Uncle Arthur. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Paul Lynn. So, looks <laughs> like so you're drinking beer with me. It does. This is, uh, would you like a beer? I'm fine. Would you like a sarsaparilla from Big Ben? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, think uh, I, brought, brought one. I think I have another one in there. No, I'm good. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. just kidding. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Barnett was very much a behind-the-scenes character. I'm just thinking of you. <laughs> they would be, like, on the phone with Scott Fine. I'd be like, look, I, we will fly you down here. <laughs> just come back, please. Uh, if Scott shows up and beat him up in the parking lot. <laughs> it's my job now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, a little we talked about. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Barnett did become a, uh, a very powerful mover and shaker. He sold off WCW, the Australian version, in 1974. I think they felt the territory cooling off. Yeah. And they were right. It was, it was done by like 82, 83. Mm-hmm. So he, he leaves that WCW and he uses some of the money he got to buy a stake in Georgia Championship Wrestling. And he was a kingmaker in Georgia. The, the Georgia territory was run by a wrestler named Ray Gunkel. And Ray Gunkel, um, he was married to a woman named Ann Gunkel. And Jim Barnett introduced them. Oh, he, okay. he introduced them. And then Ray Gunkel died. I think he died of something that might have happened in the ring. Was he one of the people with um, Ox Baker, I think? Or am I thinking of somebody else? But whatever happened, Ray Gunkel died of a heart attack. I think he might have been like the Ox Baker heart Oh, punch, oh yeah. Sure. The, he, he died after. If that's the story. And then, and then the storyline, he killed a man with a heart punch. Yeah. So that's how and people back then he thought that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I think people like today would be like, "That's so insensitive, you can't do that." Yeah, I know, but back mm-hmm. then, that was like, "We're gonna make a career fuck off that." Yeah, if I listen, here's the thing: if I'm, you kill me with a move, fucking use it, dude. If I die yeah. le- in a car accident, leaving any of these shows this weekend, say it was a heel yeah. beat me up and it killed me in the parking lot, and, and please be sanctuary. 
<laughs> I feel bad because then your wife's probably going. With <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, Brian will be in the car with me on Saturday, so he, he wants me to die on Sunday. That was, yeah, good call. So <laughs> it's going off the rails. <laughs> so uh, Jim Barnett buys uh, Ray Gunkle dies, and Ann Gunkle uh, winds up saying, "I'm taking over." And a lot of the wrestlers that were big stars at that point, the, uh, Jack and Jerry Briscoe were big stars in, in Georgia at that point. Ollie Anderson was a huge star there. I think he might have been the booker at that time. And they're like, no, we want to take over. We'll, we'll, we'll buy you out, but we want to take charge. And she's like, no, it was my, I'm inheriting the company. It's my company. So back then it was called Championship Wrestling from Georgia. And so they started Georgia Championship <laughs> Wrestling. And there was a territory war. And Jim Barnett was the kind of kingmaker behind the scenes who got the NWA behind the wrestlers and they forced Ann Gunkle out. They, 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 they forced her out of the territory and, and Jim Barnett was the president, or I believe the president of Georgia championship wrestling. And it, it was a, it was a partnership. The main people were the Briscoes, Ole and Barnett and Barnett became very, very powerful just in general in Georgia. He was a, uh, uh, one of the biggest wrestling fans going, this was back in the day when everybody, like you always hear about people's grandmothers loved wrestling. Yeah. Uh, old women used to love wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like it was a thing. Like you would always say the old ladies that would stab the heels with a hat pin. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> take swings at them. <laughs> stunt like... granny. I don't think either one of my grandmothers were into wrestling. <laughs> yeah. My great grandmother was in the wrestling. And um, one of these old women that was in the wrestling was a woman named Lillian Carter. She was the mother of then Georgia governor, Jimmy Carter. Oh. Uh, and she loved wrestling. Her favorite wrestler was Mr. Wrestling 2. Wow. Mr. Wrestling 2 was very, very friendly with the Carters. The old rumor is because Jimmy Carter in 1976 is obviously elected president of the United States. And the rumor was that Mr. Wrestling 2 was going to be invited to the inauguration, but he would have had to not wear his mask. And he wouldn't take it off. And he wouldn't take it off. <laughs> I like it. The other rumor is, and I think we brought this up before, that Mr. when he died, that Mr. Wrestling 2 had a uh, sexual assault charge in Hawaii when he was like oh, 17 yeah, or 18. Yeah, this has come up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about when he died. Maybe they, they found out, but they like, well, you can't come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like who would have known if he wasn't up there? Like they're gonna yeah. say, "Hey, that's Mr. Wrestling yeah, Two on there." Yeah, they could have said wrestling superstar, whatever, but not yeah. the wrestling superstar. No, they could yeah. just you don't introduce yeah. everybody in inauguration. Yeah, yeah. he just sat there. The only person people remember from the last one was Bernie Sanders because he's wearing those mittens. It's yeah. the only person yeah. people remember. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when when Jimmy Carter became the president of the United States, uh, he soon appointed Jim Barnett to the National Council of the Arts, um, and for a time, Barnett was also the secretary treasurer of the NWA. It's believed that he could have very easily become NWA president, but they didn't want a homosexual man being the president of the NWA. They thought it was a bad law. Yeah. Again, it's the 70s. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a little better. You're not as easily going to jail. Yeah. Far be it from any of us to say how easy or hard it is to be yeah. um, uh, uh, LGBT in America <laughs> at any time. Yeah. Well, the, I just want to preference. Especially in the 70s. I'm mean, yeah. preferencing for me, at least. I, I mean, you guys, you guys can speak yourself, but like, I. I'm an ally, but yeah. I have no idea the struggle. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm yeah, not going to sit here and pretend you, I do. You wouldn't unless you're in them shoes, you know? Exactly. That's for anybody. You know? Yeah. So it's just, it's so when we, when we are honoring Pride Month, we are, I'm honoring, me personally, I'm honoring it as an ally mm-hmm. of, of your, like, of everything. You guys, you did a great job on Pedantic also. Oh, thank you. Um, with like t- teaching about the different flags and stuff, which mm-hmm. I thought was really good. And you guys did a, t- a topic based on the struggles of being yeah. gay in America. The Stonewall riots, yeah. why there even is a pride, a pride month. Yeah. Why, or not just why there is one, why, it's, why is it June? Yeah. And if it goes back to the Stonewall riots and it goes back to a time when, yeah, they just would do whatever they can to terrorize you know, people who weren't heterosexual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just crazy. 
it's you super sad. It. it really is. And it's not, honestly, not that many people ago. You know what I mean? Like, not many yeah, generations ago. You still ago. see it today. I mean, I still yeah. see it today. It's a shame, yeah. But... You, you want to say, oh, it was so bad back then. There's people going through stuff now. Yeah. yeah. There's still, I mean, it is, it is better that you have, like, everyone's like, why do we have pride? Why do they have to have parades? Because you have people who are still afraid to be themselves mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, 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 and be open and want to live their life without scrutiny or, or and, being hated. And then you, you know? still people that hate for no reason. Yeah, it's, it's sad. You know, completely sad. That's why I'm very, very proud to be part of wrestling organizations that are very pro that yeah. because mm-hmm. there's a big, there's a big community of that as well, and a lot of some of your favorite talent, you know, back in the day were probably gay and you didn't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or, or in some form LGBTQ. Yeah, you know? no, no, absolutely. And um, so with, with Barnett, one of the things he did in Georgia, and this is where this is a fantastic beer, by the way. One of the things that that happened in Georgia is that he um, he um, says Jimmy Carter's real dad is Mister Wrestling too. (laughs) I'm about the ages (laughs) line up on that. Uh, I'm the knee lift. But the one of the big things that happened is one of their big stars was Tommy Rich. Uh, one of their big stars was Wild and Fire Tommy Rich. Fired up. Fired up in here. And Jim Barnett was instrumental in, in uh, getting Tommy Rich a one-week reign as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He beat Harley Race, and he lost it right back to it. Mm-hmm. Right, right back to him. And there was always rumor, again, this, even though the, the wrestling industry was largely accepting of Jim Barnett, there was a rumor, oh, Tommy Rich got that run because he did yeah, favors yeah. backstage for Jim Barnett. It was a, a title in exchange for sex, essentially. Yeah. Oh, like kind of like women are being accused of right yes. now. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that woman's doing well. She must have slept her way to the top. It, yeah. She couldn't possibly have gotten there on merit. She didn't yeah. get yeah, she didn't get yeah. there on her own merit. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, so with that, I mean, like people who were close by said, no, he wanted to get Tommy over. Tommy was his biggest yeah. baby face. Why wouldn't he want him to be the champion? Yeah. So they say something about fired up. Now, the one thing that Barnett did get a reputation for is uh, treating wrestlers relatively well for a promoter. Yeah. He was known as a decent payoff guy. He was fair. Uh, he was, he would listen. And uh, one of the people who was kind of a besi- behind the scenes guy, he booked in Georgia for a while. He was a referee, was a guy Ron West. He has unfortunately passed away since. And when Jim Barnett passed, uh, Mike Mooneyham was a very famous journalist, uh, covers a lot of wrestling in North Carolina. He wrote an article about him, and Ron West talked to Mooneyham, and he said, uh, Jim was a very good businessman. This is a quote from Ron West. And he treated my family very well. There are many others in the business who also appreciate what he did for them. He knew the wrestling business, and he put good people around him. And he also said that Jim Barnett, uh, when Ron West had a heart attack while he was working for Georgia Championship Wrestling, he was the only person who would visit him in the hospital from the ownership. And up until the day that Jim Barnett died, every Christmas he would call Ron West and his family. About that, yeah. so, yeah, but not everybody says good things about Jim Barnett. There was a guy, Jim Wilson. He was a football player turned wrestler. One of those guys who had a great look. Maybe not the best in the ring. Maybe not the most charismatic. It happens with a lot of football players. He claims uh, that he, uh, the Jim Barnett made advances toward him, and then he rejected him, and then he was no longer pushed. And he also blamed Jim Barnett. You can talk about literally any promoter in wrestling history. You can say this about Oh, he fought against unionization and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So as every other wrestling promoter that has ever existed. Well, here's, here's my thing, and I'm I'm just workshopping this as I'm speaking it, and I probably shouldn't even be doing this because uh, I don't want to say the wrong probably thing. Not. But we're gonna give a shot. Um, <laughs> okay. 
Strap in. Get your seatbelt on. Yeah. Help here. If 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 um if he was a straight man mm-hmm. and he didn't give that, somebody yeah. a push, would it be? Or, or if he was doing it to a woman, would mm-hmm. it be the same accusation? You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, is because he was gay and he was a promoter, and say, hey, listen, if you're attracted to the of that sex, you're going to be like, hey, you're cute today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the guy's like, not into that, man. And you're like, all right, no problem. And then you're like, the next there's, day, there's a difference between that and go to bed with me, and I'll give you the title. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is, he said he, I, he made advancements. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How what do, uh, the degree of what advancements yeah, that, are? You know what yeah. I mean? Did it even happen? Is this guy just blaming Jim Barnett because he couldn't cut it? Yeah. Because yeah. people have said no, he just could, he he had no charisma. That's why. He, yeah. He, yeah. You like, get out there and you're the sack of potatoes and. One of my first jobs, my boss was gay, mm-hmm. and he—he—I'm not even gonna say made advances. He—he he complimented me on my outfit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like, I wasn't like, oh well, he didn't give me hours the next week because I didn't let him touch me. Like yeah. that's just—it's just I don't know. Like I feel like, and maybe too, I don't, like I don't want to discredit people's stories or say that mm-hmm. don't believe yeah. the, and, and maybe, the people. Maybe but, too, they got friendly and he was like jokingly hitting on them, but not you yeah. know cause because I, I've had that with with gay people that I know, and it's it's nothing. It seems they're not like hitting it's, on you. It's they're just, yeah. Yeah. It se- I think that that happened more, and we'll get into a little bit with Pat Pat. Yeah, I think so. Pat, yeah, Pat. yeah. Because I, I have a, I have a friend. I, one of my friends is gay, and he's he's very, and he's just a touchy human in general. Yeah. And people are like, I don't like being around him because he's always like touching my shoulder or something like yeah, that. I'm like, like, well, he's not jerking off because he's touching your shoulder. Like, like, relax. Like, yeah, calm yeah. down. If he wasn't gay and it was just a regular dude touching your shoulder, you wouldn't care. But because that st- that mm-hmm. stigma is there, you're automatically putting more on yeah. it that doesn't need to be there. It's yeah. pretty much what I'm getting at. With yeah. this. And I'm not trying to like say that the people's stories aren't valid or mm-hmm. not true, but how much of it is just... A, a lot of this is going to come more into play with Pat Patters. Yeah. So you might, might want to just hold that thought because that's going to come terrible. really in the play. I didn't do bad there. No, you didn't. All right, cool. Good. Uh, so the other thing that Barnett kind of, uh, that's very infamous that he was involved with was Black Saturday. And uh, Barnett, along with the Briscoes and and every other ownership person in Georgia Championship, Georgia Championship Wrestling, with the exception of Ole Anderson, all lined up and they all sold to Vince in 1984. They uh, they sold out the, the territory. They sold out the time slot 605 on TBS. And they left Ole handing, holding the bag. So a lot of things you hear bad about Jim Barnett now are coming from Ole Anderson. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Barnett would go on to serve as a vice president of Titan Sports until 1987. And did he do commentary for old WWE stuff? No, no, he was never an on-camera character at all. Yeah. His t- his voice is never used on wrestling no. shows. Somebody may have done an impression of him. Yeah, yeah, no. probably someone might did an pr- impression. Like, and it was a oh, you know, what I'm thinking it of? was like an inside joke. Who, like, who's the old boxing guy? The co- uh, Ted Muhammad Ali isn't like. Howard do, you mean, do you mean yeah. Gordon Sully? Your impression kind of reminds Barnett me a little bit, Howard. maybe like a Sully or a Howard Corsell a little bit. And he's got a wonderful supply. Yeah, some kind of. I mean, they're not spot I don't on. But, I don't yeah. know. No, yeah. No, no, Corsell Barnett. was a little like that, right? Oh, Howard. What you mean? This the, is Howard Corsell. Howard Corsell. Yeah. Not him? Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe just no, Jim Barnett and Howard Corsell signed nothing alone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just your impressions. I don't know. That's, I, when I hear it, the closest thing I can think of of Jim Barnett, have you ever seen the movie JFK? No. Okay, because Tommy Lee Jones plays this guy oh. in prison. He's like, yeah, handsome man, Mr. Gasson. <laughs> like, that's a more Cajun version of yeah. Jim Barnett, but that's the closest thing I can think of. Okay. To, I'll have to look it up. My boy. Jim, you look so good today. Sounds like an awesome voice. Alex Wright, when he was in WCW, Jim Barnett was a consultant, and I guess he called up whoever was running WCW time. I think it was Bill Lodge or Bishop. was like, I like him. Young Alex Wright. No shit. So, 
So he, he was also, Barnett was also instrumental in something we covered on the Jim Crockett episode a few months back. Once that Black Saturday deal, once the WWF on WTBS thing did not work, he was the one that kind of went to Crockett and negotiated that deal to sell the time slot on TBS at 605 for a million dollars, which then they rolled that money into WrestleMania. Mm. Uh, the first WrestleMania was bankrolled largely so by that. McMahon bought the time slot and then sold it back to them for more. Yeah. What a gangster. Their own time slot. <laughs> what a gangster. Well, he bought it from Georgia and yeah, sold it yeah. to Carolina. I mean, still, but yeah. I mean, like, you know, NWA. <laughs> yeah, Vince is a, uh, a, is a gangster sure. in many ways. <laughs> he does a lot of crazy shit, mm-hmm. man. And uh, so did Barnett. Barnett was crazy, too, because he, he always wanted to keep his options open. He was a he was very deft at politicking. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. He uh, apparently there was a thing where I it was I want to say Bill Watts and somebody. I don't know if it was Jack Briscoe or Dory Funk or, or uh, Fritz von Erich or one of the funks. But Bill Watts was mad at somebody and they were about to fight. They were, they were these two old school wrestler guys. And they, they were promoters now and they were going to fight. And they both stopped and compared notes. They're like, Jim told us all this stuff, and he got us mad at each other. Like, them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so Barnett was keeping back channels with Crockett, just kind of keeping communication open. And Vince McMahon found out. And you want to talk about gangster? He's like, uh, you're disloyal. You're out. He demanded Barnett's resignation in 1987, shortly after WrestleMania three, and Barnett went straight home and took a fistful of sleeping pills. Mm. And uh, they found him. They got him to the hospital. Linda McMahon was actually by his bedside for a lot of the time he was in the hospital. But he was not welcome back. Uh, But he did get a chance to go to, very briefly, Jim Crockett Promotions. He worked there in 1987, but they were dying. They were falling apart. And he helped broker the deal to some... uh, when um, When the WCW purchase happened... He wasn't like a superpower. He was very powerful in the beginning, but mainly he was a consultant. And you had other people like TV people, Jim Hurd, Kip Fry, people like that, uh, on that Bill Watts, Eric Bischoff. And Bischoff was the one that kind of pushed Barnett into the back of the, the back burner a little bit. He was a senior advisor, then he was a consultant. Uh, and then when by the end, when WCW closed, he was very, very briefly a consultant for WWE in 2000, or WWF still in 2001. Wow. Uh, but he did pass away in 2002 at the age of 80. Uh, he had pneumonia, he had had a bad fall, and he had uh, the very early onset of cancer. Mm. But a very powerful man who, unless you really look at the behind-the-scenes things, you wouldn't know who Jim Barnett was. Yeah. But such a mover and shaker and yeah. sh- helps shape so many things a in big wrestling. behind-the-scenes guy. Mm-hmm. I really definitely cool. learned something today. I didn't know much about him. Yeah, he, when you told me the topic, I purposely didn't research it. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to like, hear it. Yeah. I wanted to learn. All right. Yeah. So we our... got one guy left here. Pat Patter. Now, this is just the guy who, during the Dallas area, just would put piss stains in his underwear, right? Yeah. That's all he ever did. And he had the hardcore evening gum mat. Oh, One yeah. of the very few people, maybe the only person, I don't know this, who has had the Wrestling Observer Award for best match and worst match. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Now, almost 20 years apart, yeah. too. 15, now, there was a, a really good moment on wrestling television, mm-hmm. like, WWE television, which I guess now, as a lot of people were saying, was not legit. Uh, during Legends House, when he came out, I mean, it was the first time he did so publicly. Yeah, but I mean, but the boys everybody knew. in that room knew. Oh, they knew yeah. since oh, yeah. the fifties. The, the yeah, yeah. So it's more or less coming out publicly to the world, not so much mm-hmm. to the yeah, boys. Yeah, that the was table. more a show for that show. Yeah, yeah. Because other people there knew. Mm-hmm. You know, if they didn't, then I don't know where. <laughs> Here, here's the thing like. about reality TV, and and this is, this is something I heard Landstorm say in an interview because Landstorm did this reality show in Canada called World of Hurt. 
there was him training these people, and uh, Tennille Dashwood was in it, Taya Valkyrie. What's her name now? Frankie Monet. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah. She was in it. A uh, few other people were in it. And he talked about doing that show, and he said, reality TV is faker than pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it is. It so, is. yeah, that was a manufactured moment. Or yeah, uh, when uh, World Championship Boxing guy <laughs> boxes a YouTube star? Yeah. Now look, yeah. It's yeah. a show. <laughs> and then the YouTube guy takes him. There's <laughs> more contact in professional wrestling than there was in that fight. Yes, there is. I, I've seen a lot of people who are who kind of throw shade, a, a lot of shade at professional wrestling fans, and then they're like, well, "We like boxing," and it's just like, and then the wrestling fans are like, <laughs> "There you go, yep." <laughs> and that's not the first boxing match; it was ever a sham. Either. Oh, absolutely, not, not by a long shot. So, um, Pat Patterson, not his real name, of course. He was born Pierre Clermont. Pierre, Pierre, yes, yeah. Why, why didn't he keep that English. in wrestling? Because it was too French. Yeah. Uh, so back back then, like in anything, if you lived in America, uh, being uh, any type of nationality was kind of looked down upon. If mm-hmm. you were really like, if you're really Italian, if you're really French, if you're really German, you had to Americanize your name. So you mm-hmm. would drop parts of your name, and you everyone had to be American. So I feel I feel like you know? well, maybe just the ne- the next generation wrestling where they really leaned into that. Where you well, think- some people even then, because he's around the same generation as Killer Kowalski, and yeah. that is his real last name is like Wladik Kowalski, yeah. or even like uh, what's the World champion, the Bruno. 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 Yeah. yeah. yeah Bruno it, 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 WWF was different. Yeah. WWF, the what they would do there, uh, you would have, for the most part, ethnic baby faces, usually uh, Italians, or you would always have your ethnic baby faces, and then your heels were usually Irish. Yeah. Uh, so because bastards, fucking <laughs> bastards. Because yeah, because they knew like in New York, the people who would come to the Garden primarily were Italian. Uh, they were coming to see Bruno. Or uh, they were Puerto Rican. They were coming to see Pedro Morales. So they were kind of playing to their yeah. audience. They yeah. were Polish. They were coming to see Ivan Putski. Um, and they didn't like the Irish because the Irish were the other side of that that thing. So that's why you had, like, Big John Studd was Chuck O'Connor when he came it, there. It just, I'm, I'm making a joke, but I'm actually, it's actually it, it, true. It does but, seem but, a little bit dumb. It's like, well, here's the that, Polish guy. All you Polish people like him. But then again, <laughs> but it we get Polish sh- people, there were both sides of it. Because you had, you did have Ivan Putz, but you also had Killer Kowalski. Yeah. And you also had Stan Stasiak. Yeah. yeah. And we, you had the evil Russian, Ivan Koloff. Uh, all Russians. When you're, so it's, it's crazy that we're like, we don't understand that racism is not a thing. It's like you were bred to not like to dislike <laughs> other white people. Yeah. Not, well, it, when the, when you lived in like a part of your area where the only other person was another white person, you're like, Germans got your section, Italians are in your section, <laughs> Irish stay away from us. You know, what I mean? it's <laughs> like it's like let's keep dividing till we're down to one thing. It's like yeah. okay, we got no black people here, so now it's just the Italians and the Irish. Okay, well now we gotta get the Irish. Now we gotta segregate now even it's just more. Us, then we'll get rid of the blonde people. It's like yeah. what do you this, stop? This gives Crazy. a name though. This gives a name to one of the most, maybe the most famous wrestler ever, uh, because these people who are coming in as heels, they, they when they come to WWE, have to get an Irish name. So this this uh, this big Italian guy from Tampa comes up. Uh, he, he's been Terry Boulder before, but we need to give him a uh, Terry the Hulk Boulder. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, we got to give or Terry Golden Sterling Golden. We got to give him an Irish name, Hogan. Yeah, Hulk oh. Hogan. That's why he has that name because he was trying to be. He's supposed to be Irish. He was supposed to be Irish. Yeah, <laughs> Hogan's an Irish name. Yeah, the Hogan's like when you hear that name. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you don't yeah. really think Irish. I would. I don't think Irish. No, either. but if you if you're in the but back then, but so no, Hogan he, minus fifty points plus two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, no Hogan is a pretty Irish name. <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, it's not, it's not like it doesn't strike you like yeah, it's not like Murphy yeah, or oh, like, O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, you know? 
But yeah. I, they, also, they also with the alliteration, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I almost said it like him, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. I like them people, Hawk. 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 Hogan, like, Hawk. Hey, Hawk. Hawk. are you from? <laughs> All right, let's get back to Pat. So Pat Patterson. Pierre. Pierre Clermont. He hates that name. Really? He legally eventually did change his name to Pat Patterson. I like Pierre. Uh, Pierre Clermont is his real name. He was born on January 19th, 1941 in Montreal, Quebec. Montreal. Uh, as you can tell from him talking, he has that very thick French-Canadian accent. Uh, he was raised along with eight siblings in a two-bedroom apartment with no shower and no hot water. Uh, he slept on a fold-out bed in a closet. Just another yeah. example of Canada just giving us pure gold when yeah. it comes to professional <laughs> wrestling. And, and and this is something that was very interesting in this book because, like you said, like because he talked about like being he he even talked about being in two closets when he was uh, when he was in his career because he was in the closet as far as his sexuality, and then he was in that closet of kayfabe. He couldn't be honest about what he did either, mm-hmm. so it was like kind of a, a double a dual thing. And he's like, yeah, I even slept in the closet when I was a kid <laughs> in the fold out bed. Uh, he was one of those guys that started early. He started training in his teens. He started wrestling at 17. And he always wanted to be a performer. Uh, he he wanted to be maybe a figure skater because skating is very big in Canada or a singer. If you've ever heard Pat Patterson sing, you know why that didn't happen. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny you said figure way. skating in my mind and immediately went because of stereotypes and just the way the world oh, is yeah. that he's gay and figure skating. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's from Canada. Mm-hmm. And they just ice skate up there. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't ice skate in our area. Like, even... Yeah, I mean, no, how many people? How many people do you know locally that skate on ice? I, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> for how I'm much? Sure for somebody, how cold but... it is? For how long it? How long it stays cold here? You think there would be more places to ice skate? In our I area? don't know. If there was an ice place in Frackville, or in Frackville, was it? Um, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area. It was called like the Ice Palace. They had there, was, there. There was an old basketball court in Monty City, uh-huh. and we always hated it because when you like when you get so far out of bounds, it was like a curb, mm-hmm. and the curb went around the entire basketball oh, wow. court and we're like why did they do that yeah and then we found out the reason they did that is they would fill it with water yeah. and freeze it over I mean, yeah years ago ice skating was more popular yeah in the, in the states anyway. i mean canada hockey. you know how many people i've seen break their ankle oh, on that imagine. on that curb yeah, yeah oh. I, I, I would never yeah, yeah. i don't even, i wouldn't even roll it it was literally like out of bounds and then like right maybe a foot yeah. two feet after out of bounds line was this giant mm-hmm. like well that's what they thought you know in the 50s when they built it probably hey, yeah that's fine mm-hmm Break your ankle, just get back up and keep playing. Yeah, rub uh, some dirt on it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. so uh, he's now in professional wrestling. He started as a heel, Killer Pat Patterson. He had the name right away. He said he got it from flipping through a name dictionary. Uh, that's how he got the name Pat Patterson. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> Pat, Pat, Patterson. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. Uh, he was naturally athletic, but by his own admission, he was never really a big fan of going to the gym. He was never cut. Oh, he was never. Don't say. <laughs> he was never. Uh, he was never that put together. Uh, but he did have a, he was a great bumper. Uh, he would always make his opponents look good. And uh, in his teens, he did start dating. He started dating men. He knew from very early on uh, what his sexuality was. And that, like so many people, even today, it caused a rift with his family and uh, especially with his father. And he was gone very, very early on. He he came to America in 1962, mm. uh, not even knowing the English, language. Yeah. yeah just, oh, he didn't know English. No, he spoke French. Holy Montreal was shit. French Canada. And um, he went to Boston. Uh, and there were a lot of territories, Boston, Detroit, San Francisco. He went to Boston, not speaking English and gay in the, yeah. in the, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Didn't last long. Wow. Uh, didn't last long. But uh, he, the, the, uh, the territory there was called Big Time Wrestling. There were a bunch of Big Time Wrestlings. And the one thing that did happen in Boston for him, though, is he met his longtime partner, Louis Dondero, mm-hmm. uh, who was in Boston. And they awesome were, last name. 
they were together for a long them. time. It's funny because um, I had a French teacher with that last name in, in really? middle school. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and then your wrestling encyclopedia brain's like, yeah, <laughs> all connects. <laughs> and then uh, a uh, another French Canadian, Mad Dog Vachon, uh, the uncle of Luna Vachon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recruited Patterson to the Portland Territory, which was a big one. It was uh, where Roddy Piper got a start. A bunch of that would be a topic I'd like to do for a Ray, Ray Shire. Is Luna? Like, we tried. Yeah. We tried, and I had audio issues because it was when I wasn't in studio. Oh, yeah. Boy. There's going to be. Oh, dark... that's right. We did. That was try. the night you ran your board over yeah. to me. <laughs> we tried to do Luna with a shot. Yeah. It's going to be Dark Side of the Ring on Luna. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll, re- we'll bring that one back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Mad Dog brings him over to Portland, and he starts to lean into. And this happens so much, even with people who weren't really um, weren't really gay. The one thing you got to talk about is the history of gay gimmicks in professional wrestling is very exploitative. Yeah, and usually negative. Yeah. in a negative way. It's usually a heel, and they're getting heat by acting "quote unquote" gay. Yeah, very flamboyant, over the top. You know, and and, oh, yeah. and not in a way like somebody like Dame or Effie does it now. Where they can play a heel and not Effie is yeah. a genius at it right now. He's great. Did you see the photo he just took where he's all cut up and bloody from the light tubes, mm-hmm. and he just pulls his tights down? Like it's, it's his ass and fishnets, and <laughs> just like kind of like flipping off. Like, dude, Effie's a fucking king. He's great. <laughs> and but back then it was different. And he and 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 I think Pat may have even come up with this. It was he was pretty boy Pat Patterson. Uh, he would wear lipstick, sunglasses, a beret. Uh, Louis, his 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 real life partner, Louis Dondera, was his like manager, and he would treat him like garbage and yeah. act like he was so much better than him. And uh, so they they had a, a gimmick going there, and he did fairly well in Portland. He he did a lot of tag wrestling throughout his career. He did a lot of tag wrestling. One of the people he was um, uh, teaming with there, there was a guy, the Hangman. I don't know who that was. There were a million Hangmen in yeah. wrestling. One of the partners he won the uh, the Portland, Adam Page's great grandfather, maybe yeah, uh, Dallas Page. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the people he did uh, win the tie titles with was Tough Tony Bourne, who was the Tough father Tony. of Matt Bourne. Who was you might know better as Doink the Clown, yeah. 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 Or Big Josh, if yeah. you Big Josh. Josh. Came out with a bear at the one day he did a pay-per-view. Came out with two bears. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. One on each side. There's going to be two Doinks at uh, Legends of Hamburg Field. Yeah. There are, yeah. Actually will be. Yeah. At least. Maybe Steve Kern will yeah, be there. Yeah, we don't know yeah. <laughs> and then uh, maybe Alabama Doink will come. No, no. <laughs> Alabama yeah. Doink is dead. Yeah, he's dead. Unfortunately. Well, maybe there's, maybe there's a second one. Look, there's how, been a million Doinks. Doink that there's a, there's a we should just do a Doink Con. All the Doinks. <laughs> all the Doinks. <laughs> come meet all the Doink, doink Con. Yeah. And, is, is Dink still alive? Yes. Wow, is he? How about it? I believe so. And if, if Legends, you're, a, get if on you're a hockey fan, you'll love this. Doink's real name, Dink, I'm sorry, Dink's real name, Tiger Jackson, is Claude Giroux, who is the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. That's also <laughs> the captain of the Philadelphia Giroux. Flyers. Claude Giroux, yeah. Uh, also French-Canadian. We need Dink at Legends of Hammerfield. <laughs> or Claude Giroux. <laughs> but... <laughs> bring Claude Giroux in. Uh, so, so in 1965, uh, Pat Patterson moves on to San Francisco. Uh, and the their version of big-time wrestling, promoted by Roy Shire, he was quickly paired with Crippler Ray Stevens, a legend of legends, as the Blonde Bombers. They're known as one of the best tag teams ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. And uh, they were super successful. And this was really, like, Pat Patterson felt home. Like, San Francisco in the 60s is one of the few places where you could kind of be openly gay, yeah. like, to a degree. It was, it was Mecca for gay people. And uh, Pat Patterson even mentioned once he had a match where it was like, 
I'm gay. The referee's gay. The ring announcer's gay. The tag team of wrestling. The only straight person in this match is Ray. Because he's team with <laughs> Ray Stevens. It's like, I loved it. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you got to feel like a sense of community. Like, especially yeah, when, you, yeah. when you live in a closed minded area mm-hmm. and you, you're, you, then you move to a city where it's completely accepted and, yeah. and open. And then you're like, man, I was once in a place where I was the only gay guy within 100 miles. And now, the only yeah. like now it's like the, it's a sanctuary. We can't yeah. find anybody yeah. who's not. You know Absol- what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It's, it's got to be a good feeling to be be around like minded mm-hmm. people. And and that's probably a big reason why Pat Patterson lasted in in, in that territory for about fifteen years, yeah. 10, 15 years. And uh, yeah, he won so many tag team titles. He won. He he, he and he Stevens, was the South Philly's finest of this area. Pretty much. <laughs> he was a new day of San Francisco. Uh, so he uh, he had a two year long reign with Ray Stevens. He had a second reign. He won. 11 tag team t- titles in all. It was the San Francisco version of the NWA wow. World Tag Team Titles. He nice. won 11 in all. So he was a new day. Uh, so he won them, the two with Stevens. He won three with Rocky Johnson, father of the rock. Holy shit. He won one with superstar Billy Graham. He won one each with Pepper Gomez, uh, Tony Gurria. Oh, so he's a, just a pure tag team cool. specialist. Yeah, Tony Gurria will be at Legends of Hamburg. Yeah. Uh, and also Pedro Morales. Not Will not be at Pedro. No, he won't be trying He's He's no longer with us. Uh, I met him once when I was like five years wow, old about that. At, at, at Spectrum, yeah. Moondog, Maine. And uh, he also won a tag team title with Peter Maivia, The Rock's grandfather. Wow, how about that? The high chief. He should have won tag belts with The Rock. And, like, that would have been great. Yeah, They could have did it in the Azure era. Yeah, they could have did it. Both yeah. there. And so while well, he did, and he uh, spent over a decade in San Francisco, and he won the legendary Cal Palace Battle Royal. Uh, that Real quick, just mm-hmm. to kind of go back to that. Imagine seeing a guy like The High Chief. Mm-hmm. Then you see... Rocky, and then you see the third generation yeah. spawn during the Attitude Era dominating the world. Well, like you see three. Pat different... had a hand in that. Yeah, but Pat I'm saying... had a big hand in that. But you just like, I mean, but all, at the end of the day, you still have to wrestle and do your mic work. You oh know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But I'm saying, like, just to see that the third generation of like you're in the business that long that you're seeing now I know, third yeah, generation person take yeah. over the world. But what happened with The Rock is he was in Canada playing football. It didn't work out, and he's got he doesn't have two nickels to rub together. He calls his dad. He says, "I want to wrestle." And who does his dad get over there? Look at him, Pat Patterson. Yeah. And Pat Patterson worked with him to help train him and got him ready. I mean, I mean, The Rock, obviously. The I know Rock. they were goof yeah. characters together during the Attitude Era, but I mean, like, if you wanted to learn the business and get in there and get your hands in and, and be good, Jer- Briscoe and Patterson were your guys, right? People have called Pat Patterson uh, wrestling's Yoda. Wow. That's the best way that people would put it. Like, he was the, the wise man that mm-hmm. you would go to for anything. That's crazy. That, that's that's how people would describe him. And uh, so so Patterson won the legendary Cal Palace Battle Royal in uh, in 1975. He also won the final one in 1981. And that was like a big battle royal in January that, that we used to set up everything for the year. And that's where the idea yeah. for the Royal Rumble came. Battle Royal in January. Battle Royal in January. Um, but that 81 when he won, that was a guest spot. Patterson really moved out of San Francisco full time uh, around 1977. He went to Florida which was a legendary territory. Eddie Graham, uh, Dusty Rose was a big star there. And that was, uh, he would helped out a lot behind the scenes. Patterson did in, as far as putting together like house shows and spot shows and doing some of the creative stuff in San Francisco. In Florida, he did a lot of booking. Eddie Graham was before Pat Patterson, probably known as one of the more creative minds in wrestling. And he learned a lot from him. Another great finish guy. Like Pat Patterson, one of the things you'll hear about him is he was the best at putting together a finish. Mm-hmm. Like figuring out a way to end a match. He was also in AWA for a little bit. And in AWA in 1978, Patterson and Stevens reunited. When Pat Patterson was winning all those titles in San Francisco with other people, 
it was because Ray Stevens left and he formed a very successful tag team in the AWA with Nick Bockwinkle and Bobby Heenan was their manager. And so Bockwinkle had gone on to be a singles guy, the AWA world champion. And so they bring Patterson in to reunite with Stevens. They were the champs for about a year, but Pat Patterson wouldn't be there long. Uh, and he had a few like New Japan tours. They beat the High Flyers, which was Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel. And then they lost it nine, about nine months later to Mad Dog Vashon. Mm-hmm. There's that name again. And Vern Gagne, Greg's father and the owner of the AWA. Yeah. And uh, so around this time is that when... That guy from that school, right? Yeah, Robbins DeHeim. <laughs> Greg and Vern. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, it all fits. Everything fits together. Yeah, it all everything comes fits together. together like a puzzle. <laughs> and so in 1979, Pat Patterson makes his way to what will become his home. He finally comes to New York. Uh, to at, at that point, I think it was still for a little bit the WWWF. Yeah, worldwide. It actually changed. They actually changed their name in 1979, and he came in with a big push. And in '79, you're still talking about the three wise men, and that was Captain Lou Albano, the Grand Wizard and freddie blassie and pretty much every heel on the roster was managed by one of those three guys mm-hmm. and they got the heat for the heel like the biggest heel in 1970s in, in wwf was Lou Albano. it wasn't any one guy it wasn't killer khan it wasn't Billy I, met, I met captain Albano like four times oh wow yeah i got really lucky with us mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think a lot of it had to do with the, the, the samoans being in hazelson okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so yeah. i seen him twice in hazelson and then I seen him at the frack for the school. He was at the first school mall one time. Oh, wow. Like in oh, center wow. court. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And I remember I was like, oh my God, I know him from wrestling. And he's also Mario. Yeah, he's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's how I first knew him. Yeah. And he's also in the Cindy Lauper video. Yeah. Yeah. I always just, for in wrestling, I always was really drawn to managers. I always liked managers. I don't know why. Like the first time I ever seen like Jimmy Hart or mm-hmm. like Cornette or yeah. those guys outside the ring. Or like uh, Luna or Sensational Sherry or Captain Lobana with the with the, the his the rubber his, bands the rubber bands and the beard. I was just always drawn to a manager. I don't know. I always liked that role in wrestling. I just uh, yeah. I don't know. I would never like that. He got rid of managers for the most part. It's like why? Yeah, I think it's such an important part. Of it wrestling. is especially you got a guy that looks great and can wrestle, but he can't talk. Give him a manager. Yep. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Or you're a guy and you have a pretty girl, bring her down to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, if it's your pretty girl, stick, yeah, keep her yeah. as far keep, away yeah. from wrestling as you can. Yeah. <laughs> if it's somebody else's, go ahead, go to work. Yeah. Get an angle with my wife. Yeah. I don't have a wife. Yeah. I'm going to be a manager of somebody one day. I don't know. You're real pretty. <laughs> So, uh, so he's in the uh, he's in the uh, the WWF, and his manager. He said before Pat passed away, he was able to actually see WWE sign the Rock's daughter to the Performance yeah. Center, which is the uh, the first four generation yeah. of the Samoan Dynasty. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Good Absolutely. call out, you. That's yeah, a very I, good call I, out. I don't think it worked out for the Rock's daughter. Is that, I, don't know. I think she's still there. She was hurt there? for a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. You would see her when they would have all the uh, Performance Center people in the crowd. Oh, she see her in the background. Yeah. But I think she had an injury. She's very young too, so she's gonna. It's gonna. Yeah, be it's just time. Yeah, she, I think she's like nineteen. Oh wow! Like yeah, she has a lot of time to row. Mm-hmm. And um, so Patterson of those three wise men, his manager was the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, if you've ever heard Jim Mitchell from Impact, uh, he's doing the Grand Wizard. Really? Yeah. The uh, I always liked Freddie Blassie too. Freddie Blassie was great. He was a wrestler then turned manager. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 He was a very very accomplished wrestler. Very and that's where wrestler. is that the where they said Flair got a lot of his. Uh, that's where they say Muhammad Ali. Might Muhammad Ali, yeah, stuff. something. In Muhammad. Uh, he would Muhammad Ali would always say "Gorgeous George," but people like wrestling. Some wrestling historians say that there was this interview in Vegas, and Ali heard it, this radio interview, and Ali was going to come on next, and he heard all these these things, and he thought it was "Gorgeous George" that he was hearing, but it was probably Blassie. 
Yeah. Now Blassie, I mean, and then Blassie got known for like, uh, he had a, like a novelty record, pencil neck geek. Yeah. That was his big saying. And then he was, uh, he did that thing with Andy Kaufman, My Breakfast with Blassie, where he acted like he was a this germaphobe. And like, it was just this comedy spin on, on uh, My Dinner with Andre, which was like a big art film. I, uh, I just started watching the, uh, the, the show on A&E where they go look for items. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. Um, someone who needs to be at the Legend of Haverfield House. Just because of my, I know one of the guys from the show is going to be on there, but Abner, man, what Abner, a, Bill Abner, what a what a good human, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. hearing his stories and just his pure love for professional wrestling. Yeah, I, I don't, I know people Cornette gets a lot of shit, but his love for the business is there. Yeah. But Bill Abner's love is above and beyond anything he on had this a planet. podcast for it was like, what was the after files or something like that it he was did, a short yeah podcast. he would do stuff with um the wrestle crap guys i know yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that uh so say sure enough that was his twitter handle yeah i forget his first name what a, what a, it wasn't a bad show but it didn't last long what like we need more people like bill abner in the world like just as purest wrestling fans but not to hate on the new stuff because the old stuff is what you grew up on yeah. like just really growing with the times and just being a pure like a, just a purest wrestling fan Mm-hmm. Like what a good human! I don't know that episode was really cool. Here and after, tell all the stories of how he, he how he helped put the Kaufman Lawler thing together. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Yeah, and just how they were saying too, like some of the greatest wrestling collections are sitting in people's attics. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's crazy to think about, like some old belt or uh, gear, or, boots, or yeah, something. yeah and it's sitting know. in someone's basement, yeah. and it's just like. Like just a, like I don't know, it was like it's a it's a cool idea for a show. It's it's like anything, anything collectible wise, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so Patterson, when he comes in, is pushed to the moon. He is pushed. Uh, they put the rocket on. Basically, he he gets a TV win, not for the title over Bob Backlund, who was a champion at the time. He gets a uh, win over the North American champion. That's about you don't really hear a lot about. Yeah. It didn't last long. Uh, but the champion this time was Ted DiBiase, way before he's a million dollar man. He's a baby face, actually. And uh, Pat Patterson hits him with the brass knuckles and wins the North American title. Um, but before this, uh, not too long after this, rather, they don't want to do the North American title anymore. It didn't last long. And uh, so they say he went to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and he won a uh, a tournament to become the first ever WWF yeah. intercontinental who, who champion. Who else was in that tournament? I don't know. Everybody. I don't know. Here, here's the thing. Everybody talks about that one. Nobody ever mentions a Buddy Rogers with a WWF title the same way. Yeah. Uh, it was a fake. But they also said, they did say he beat Antonino Rock in the final, but the yeah. tournament never happened. Yeah. And it was in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, so that, that was how WWF would invent, introduce a title. Because oh, this guy won a tournament. There was no one. internet. Who are you going to ask to verify? You know? I think another. I think a company should just do that. They should. <laughs> AW should do it because yeah. Tony Khan's big on like uh, things. It'd be but, hilarious. I oh, won the title in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, just like a guy shows up, like he's a champion. Like how? With some with some poorly photoshopped photos. Yes, just clearly. <laughs> yeah. Where it's 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 a uh, daily's place, but just like it just says de Janeiro, Rio, yeah, yeah. de Janeiro's place. Even as even as recently as the eighties, they did like oh they lost the title here and it never happened. Yeah. Uh, Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez were the NWA tag team champions. And well, the one I was talking about, the guy from my job, he was talking about like because he's Dominican and he was telling me how, like his love for wrestling growing up in Dominican Republic. Jack Benino, we and talked then, about it. Before. Yeah, and how he. Well, he uh, did win, but then they just acted like it, it didn't. It just, yeah. It happened. Yeah. This was. Rick Flair yeah. didn't want to die. You couldn't yeah. take a picture on your phone and send it there. Yeah. You had to take a picture, get developed, and then send it to somebody. That, so that same thing happened for months. That same thing happened in Puerto Rico with Carlos Colon. And that's why he would say he was a universal. He was the first universal champion. Yeah. That title was called the universal title. And everybody else had a world title. It's bigger yeah. than the world. It's the universe. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, so Patterson is the uh, now the Intercontinental Champion. He very quietly dropped in Japan that North American title to Seiji Sakaguchi, but then it was retired like a few months later, like a half a year later. And so he's the uh, the Intercontinental Champion for a while. And while champion, he turns babyface. And the big thing was that the Grand Wizard was going to sell his contract to Captain Lowell Battle for $100,000. And he goes, no, I hate Captain Lowell Battle. I'm not going to work for him. I, I don't like the man. Um, and so the Wild Samoans, who were Albano's big clients, beat the hell out of Patterson, and that turns him babyface. And shortly thereafter, he did lose the Intercontinental title to the second-ever Intercontinental champion, Ken Patera. Yeah. Uh, he, and Patterson did get his foot on the ropes, but didn't matter. Uh, he then moves on to a legendary feud with another one of Albano's, or the Grand Wizards guys, actually, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Mm -hmm. And this culminates in the legendary alley fight. Uh, which you can still find on YouTube. It's on the WWE Network. And it was hardcore wrestling before hardcore wrestling was a big thing. There was blood everywhere. It was one of those... Uh, in, in any other territory, they probably would have called it a lights-out match. No rules. Yeah. Basically, anything goes. Pat Patterson comes in in a uh, in cowboy boots, jeans, yeah. and an I Love New York t-shirt because it's at the Garden. And they the commentary, I think it's Monsoon, keeps talking about how the uh, they have like pointed tips on the cowboy boots. So... Slaughter's bleeding buckets and he's just hitting with the cowboy boot and he, and Slaughter's taking bumps off the apron and just falling on the floor, which is that might as well be you know somebody jumping off a, a, a yeah, the scaffold. Yeah, that's the six thirty of the day. Yeah, that, that, that this and at this time like that's that's big. That, that's how could somebody live if they fell off the apron? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what is it? Is it seventy nine, seventy eight, or is it like eighty one? Eighty one. Okay. Eighty one. And well, that's, that's like, that's like, I, have I, to, have I want to watch it. How was the crowd for it? Like, how? Oh, of course they were. It was it was wrestling in the eighties. Oh. So wrestling like pre eighty four, they would always go insane mm -hmm. for everything. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's it was nice to see like the last AEW pay per view. Everyone's losing their shit. Yeah, because like, like the whole time during pandemic, obviously nostalgia, no fans, yeah. nostalgia really kicked in higher than ever because people went back and watched older stuff. Mm -hmm. And you like we watched um, um, Michaels and Jeff Jarrett. Right? Michaels and Jeff Jarrett, but no the. Uh, what, um, Ron Simmons won the, the cha championship, and people just yeah, losing Vader, their yeah. fucking minds. Yeah, like, if we if we go back and watch like an NWA pay per view from like '85, mm -hmm. wait till you see the crowd. Like, so when, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I would wonder how the crowd's first seen like someone taking a bump off the apron, like yeah, like just be like, what the fuck? Yeah, their heads explode. <laughs> if you want to see one of the biggest pops ever I've seen in wrestling, Virgil, Virgil winning the. Inter, or the million dollar title from Ted DiBiase at SummerSlam in 1991. That crowd goes ape. Yeah, they they, wanted they went because they He's still chasing that. They go banana. Yeah, they went bananas, as Pat Patterson would say. And because yeah, they he Virgil had been treated like garbage by DiBiase for so long, like so long back then, three years. Yeah, yeah. like something was like, but you only had four pay per views a year. Yeah, and, and it just felt so much longer. Like yeah. when people are like, oh yeah, you like somebody like the Miz has been in WWE for 12 years now. Rick Rude was in WWE for like two and a half years. Yeah. That's it. Holy shit. Yeah. It just really spaced it out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe three. That's a good call. I never even thought of it like that. Yeah. Because like you think, oh my God, like that, they're iconic. And you're like, oh, it's like three matches. And, and they weren't always on, like they weren't on, well, not wrong. Like, I'm all American wrestling. They weren't on every Monday night. They weren't on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually just watched this thing um, on the internet where it's like misconceptions of Hulk Hogan that you may, that you may, were led to believe that were not actually true. Okay. And it was like, People thought Hogan like wrestled more dates than he actually did, but he actually didn't appear on many television things because well, Hogan whole... lied a lot. Yeah, yeah. Ho Hogan wrestled a lot, but not on TV. Yeah. Hogan would wrestle sometimes. He would say, "Oh, I wrestled 400 nights a year." No, you didn't. No, um, he uh, 
He would also say he did that because he would fly so much he would cross the international date line. That's not how you work. Time travel is not real. Yeah. Um, and you're wrestling in America most of the time. Unless yeah. you're going to Japan. Yeah. But what they would do a lot with Hogan is they would do sh- matinee shows. and Because WWF used to do three shows a night. You have your A show, your B show, and your C show. And sometimes Hogan would wrestle the B show against somebody. And they would put him on in the middle of the, the card. For two reasons. They used to always WWF used to always put their big match, their title match, if they could, on in the middle of the card because you could do some kind of angle at the end. So just say it's Hulk Hogan against Randy Savage, and it's a DQ because the million dollar man comes out and beats up Hulk Hogan. And that's the DQ and they leave him lame. And then you go to intermission after that. And after at, at intermission, you can say, We just got word. Next month when we come back, it's Hulk Hogan against the million dollar man. Go buy your tickets now. Yeah. yeah. They knew what they were doing. The other reason they would do that is because Whoever Hogan and probably whoever he was wrestling would both get in a limo and get on a plane and fly to another show and they would wrestle twice that night. Yeah. They would do, do a, a double show. Like yeah. Philly and New York. WXWC4 is my first time actually going to a show. Mm-hmm. Like first time they're at their promotion. And it was very like the way it was built and set up was very old school wrestling style. Like Halfway through the, the thing, the guy was wrestling for the number one contender to, talk, to fight Tommy Vex later on. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Vex comes out and beats him up. And then they announced that Tommy Vex is going to wrestle uh, um, it's his kid. I'm having a brain fart. A Lance. A Lance. He's going to wrestle Lance at the end of the night. And right. the end of the night comes and Lance beats Tommy Vex yeah. in the title. Everyone goes there. I'm like, oh, this yeah, is very old school yeah, style. That's, that's storytelling. But like back then they would have said, or Lance would have maybe came in to make the save. And they would have said, next time. Because they already got your money tonight. Yeah. yeah. They would be like, we want to get your money next time. Well, I, I actually said, I, I think, I thought they were going to do a thing where Tommy wins like, Dirty, like mm-hmm. the manager pull, leg yeah. pull, or something, and then t- Tommy wins dirty. And then next week, you or next show, you see yeah. Tommy him in a clean match mm-hmm. or something like that. But they just went right. I for think the, title. the philosophy with a lot of indie wrestling now, and it's not necessarily wrong, is let's give them a good show and they'll come back. Not yeah. oh, we have to t- hook them yeah. at an angle. It's like make them go home happy. Say I love that. I'm coming back next time. I'm coming back every month. Yeah, tell their friends like oh, you gotta yeah. come see. Yeah, you know, that I think ABC that's the philosophy. Wrestling. And if you send them home happy, you're gonna be more likely to do that. Don't always send them home happy wrestlers. Yeah. Wrestling promotions. Well, if you have, well, not always. If you have a DQ for a finish Listen, like the end of like, like when, people, when PPW, when you're about to crown that champion and you're going to put it on someone everyone's going to love, and Deshaun Pratt comes out and smiles at you. Send them home angry. It seems like they were building this up and the COVID robbed them of doing it. They, I think they had a plan. Yeah, I think they, they, they 100% did and, and COVID did rob them. And they're, now they're rebuilding because a lot of talent during COVID, like, Worked other promotions and figured other things out, and everyone's lives changed. Traveling changed. Yeah, yeah it's all the world. Yeah, it's tough. It's a it's a different landscape of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. It is. And he's got abs. It's crazy. Yeah. And he's got abs. Johnny's got abs. I, I, I just had him. <laughs> <laughs> he just worked them out somewhere. Yeah, they're dead. I have that one ab that I have that top ab. Let's say say you don't have a six pack. I have a cake. Yeah. Oh, I got. I got a. <laughs> I have a brewery. <laughs> I have a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's a good one. Look at Dusty. I'm Rose. working on a brewery. <laughs> look at Dusty Rose. You fucking yeah. you're right. That's right. My metal just a little big. Yeah, my, my honey's just a little, little big, big. But I'm bad, and they know I'm bad. <laughs> Nailed it. May not look like that later today. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Pat. So uh, at this point, Pat Patterson is winding down on the ring. Uh, the, the early '80s, even by that alley fight, in the, even by 1980, he is a uh, color commentator as well as a wrestler. He's doing some behind the scenes stuff too. And he would be uh, frequently a color commentator on All-Star Wrestling, which came to you from Hamburg Field. the Hamburg Fieldhouse. Yes. He wouldn't always be the commentator, but he was there a lot. 
And you would also have uh, championship wrestling, which he was more consistently the commentator on. And that would come from Allentown. Yeah. So that's what, that, so, imagine that. WD tape, Hamburg, Allentown, mm-hmm. which is 30 minutes from each other. No, <laughs> if you go before that, they taped in Philly, but they taped, uh, I forget the exact, I don't know if it was 35th of market or 45th of market. They taped at the same place where they used to do American Bandstand. Wow. Like that same building. It was, like the, it was called the Philadelphia Arena before the Spectrum. That was like where everybody would do stuff. And they tape stuff there too. Crazy. I want to try to. I want to try to find like iconic things that happen at the Fieldhouse wrestling wise, like events or moves. The coconut. Yeah. Yeah. The body piper. The body piper coconut thing. Uh, Boys getting their candies. The what? The boys getting their candies. The candies. Yeah. The candy shop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Chio said that Tommy Vex and John West versus Lance and I, Lance uh, and Oahi, sorry, and a mystery partner for next show. Yeah. Cool. And yes, yeah, speaking. Did, and Chio did sound right. Yes, he did. Uh, and speaking of abs and just impeccable bodies, abs will be on the podcast. A B B S. Yeah, A A B B S at a at a to be determined date. Yeah, we have a lot Lined of really up. lot of the exciting. Extra B is for boy, that guy has abs. Yeah, there you go. A lot of really exciting guests coming up. And that, if you want to be on the podcast, and if you want to be on the podcast, there is people who hit me up, and I, I feel bad when they hit me up. I'm like, listen, like I'm booked for like two months. Yeah, like I, I want you, you on. If we just say, hey, I'm looking at, I don't know October. You know? Yeah. Listen, it's, it's I don't exciting. know if you love the cat on the back. The one I'm looking forward to is going to be the in-person guest. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. Okay, we're yeah. gonna do we're gonna do a podcast with uh, Trajan Horn. Yeah, except it'll it won't be live on Friday. It'll be a night that we have to do on a Saturday night. Okay, so we have to find a night that a, a show is not running. Yeah, and we can Good get luck. and and we can get everybody here. Um, but he wants to do the first ever IWEP Network crossover episode. So yeah. we're going to be recording. Technically, I'm going to record for all of them. And I'm going to upload them as all of their own show because <laughs> he wants to come and talk. He wants to be on a part of it because he's a wrestler. So mm-hmm. that enough that that qualifies enough for TTP. But he doesn't want to talk any wrestling. Okay. He wants to talk like cryptids and ghosts. He wants to talk. <laughs> he wants to. He wants to talk about everything. Yeah, everything but wrestling. And then Star so Wars action figures. It's going to be the Trajan. The Trajan. <laughs> Were you about across. to say politics? Politics, maybe. Oh boy, yeah. Me and Trish are gonna be like Chapo Trap House. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's gonna be like the the the, the galaxy across the, the IWEP galaxy with Trish. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna a be very on. special episode. Yeah, we have we have and him hey, booked. If you want to come to the table, yeah, we're only yeah, in Frackville, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We can have you on. There's a lot of podcasts I'm gonna be having on soon. Cool. Like come on the podcast. I'm gonna actually invite a lot of podcasts to like, hey, here's our topic this week. If you want to research, and then have them join that way, and we could do vir- okay. virtual join-ins yeah. and stuff. Uh, 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 Dina Steele booked. Kit Raff is going to be on the show soon. Cool. Um, Only people that wrestle each other. Yeah. Well, was, yeah. You have to wrestle somebody. All right. <laughs> on the show. That's the way in. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else is. Has, we have a, a bunch of. Oh, Rosh was on earlier. He's going to be lined oh, up. Cool. He's cool. going to be coming on. Uh, we have a lot of cool guests. I'm really excited. Like both shows, I was like, oh my God, it's hitting this point where. We're not getting feedback. Like the yeah. guy, the fact that you guys are comment, commenting yeah, and, and really enjoying Dave, the content, Gio, which is, um, it's super huge. But there was a point where that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody was commenting. People weren't reaching out. We weren't getting feedback on how we were doing. And it, it's tough. It's no. tough to, it's tough to want to keep hitting the record like, button. Like, like I told you, if one thing wrestlers love to hear, it's, it's themselves. stuff about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it's at a point where like even interviews, like I, I'm, I'm booked for the next like three months. That's great. Yeah. It's just like, a, it just kind of hit all out of nowhere. So yeah. it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I don't so, know how we segue off. Oh, that yeah. that's that's just fine. We're talking about uh we, we're the ADD wrestling <laughs> podcast. We just kind of hey, there's a butterfly and then we chase it and then we come so back. Pat's doing comments. So Pat's Which, doing commentary. Pat, I'm not the best place for Pat. Yeah. He's uh, doing commentary at the Legends of Hamburg Fieldhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't called that yet. Yes. It's just a Hamburg. It's field. just a Hamburg Fieldhouse, yes. And he was one of the legends that made it that. 
Uh, agreed. So, agreed. So, so he is kind of winding down on commentary again. Not English is not the man's first language. He always spoke with that thick French Canadian mm-hmm. accent. Never knew how to pluralize a word. Um, and so he just winds up shifting to more behind the scenes. He was uh, what we call back then a road agent, now a producer. He would help with uh, booking, creative stuff. He essentially became Vince McMahon's right hand man. If you uh, if you're a fan of uh, the Godfather, like mob stuff, he was Vince's consigliere, or however you would say that. Uh, he was basically the guy behind the guy yeah like if you if you needed something to be be done pat do it and um even to the point where if you look at wrestlemania where wrestlemania would have a celebrity in a match the first wrestlemania mr t is in the match who's the special referee pat patterson yeah wrestlemania 11 lawrence taylor's wrestling bam bam bigelow who's the referee pat patterson i never noticed that yep pat patterson because if the guy got lost pat could get him right back in place yeah and then pat was probably the guy that laid out the match with him and so he, uh, even down to that, like if you needed something, and, I, and this may have something to do with the sexuality too. Yeah. If you look at WrestleMania five, Savage was so infamously protective of, of Elizabeth, who is blocking everybody, covering Elizabeth and blocking everybody yeah, from touching her. <laughs> Pat Patterson. Um, but yeah, he was just, if you could trust, if you needed somebody to count on you, Vince would go to Pat Patterson every time. It was ne- probably neck and neck for a while with him and Monsoon for who was like the number one lieutenant. Do you think that then transferred over to like a Pritchard? No, it was Pat until Pat retired. Yeah. Uh, Pritchard was up there too. Yeah. Uh, and Jim Ross was up there for a while because Jim Ross, and you always had that director of talent relations yeah. role. Uh, Jim Ross was that. JJ Dillon was that for a while. Cornette uh, was up in, the, in like his yeah. inner circle of guys. Uh, Russo but, during the attitude. Yeah, Russo. Yeah, but, but Pat Patterson was always, if I'm going to war, I need Pat right behind me. Yeah. I, it's I good, to, it's good to have those people. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and one of the big things he did that he always gets credit for now is he helped invent the Royal Rumble. Well, he not helped, he did invent it. He came up with the idea, he came up with the timed entry concept. Yeah, and he nobody when they were doing Royal Rumbles or Battle Royals, it was just you'd start, everybody's in there. Everybody's yeah. in it one time. Took, Every, took, everyone comes down and then the match. Took Savage a couple of years to figure it out, but he got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had to rewrite the rules for, for a second. <laughs> People eliminated themselves by accident. Like, like going, going for pins. For Elizabeth. Yeah. Get out of here. Eliminating myself. <laughs> So uh, we got uh, through a lot of the good of Pat Patterson. We got to kind of touch on some of the uh, scandal mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with him. In the early 90s, there was a very big scandal with uh, a few uh, a, a separate sex scandals. Uh, you had Mel Phillips, one of the ring announcers, who was accused of sexual assault. Terry and, Garvin. And the, real quick, the only reason we're bringing this up is because it is part of his story. Yeah. And if we are going to talk about the positives, we will. T- we, we don't want to be accused of, oh, you only talked about like. Because there's always that one or two wrestling fans is like, if you bring up like a, a name, it's like, oh, well, you didn't talk about, like, we'll yeah. use example like a Jericho now. Well, the, the dirt sheets there, Jericho is this and he's that and he politically lies here. So we, we want to cover all spectrum. Warrior would be a good one. Warrior, <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about the legend of and then uh, not so much the scandals to bring them out, but just to say we addressed them. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. And so uh, another guy was uh, Terry Joyal, Terry Garvin, another French Canadian guy, another openly gay man. Uh, but he was accused of um, unwanted advances. And Pat Patterson was accused by a ring announcer, Murray Hodgson. And when this happened in 92, this came out. Uh, Pat briefly re- resigned from the company. Uh, he was brought back less than a year later. Ne- the other two guys were never heard from again. Uh, but but Pat Patterson came back. They did a, a private investigation uh, that found no wrongdoing. The charges were dropped. But you would hear things. and And... Some of it seems like Pat maybe... Is it a story where possibly somebody was paid off to drop charges? It, you never know. Yeah, I know people have said that more about Tom Snooker. Cole, yeah. Snooker, um, uh, Terry Garvin. Yeah. Uh, but 
it, it's possible. And it, it, it could be something where look, he was at a, uh, a, a senior level in the workplace and you shouldn't be making advances toward people who are yeah. under you in a workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens. And, uh, yeah. Here's, here's like, the, like I said earlier, when they get friendly, I have gay friends that are friendly. They come up and they hug me and, they're, they, like, and they, they rub you a little bit and say, oh, look at you. But they, 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 and, they're no, gonna, and professional wrestling has never me. been a typical workplace. Especially no. back well, that, then. That's exactly what I was going to say too. Like, I, I couldn't imagine a typical job where you're traveling the world with the same group of people yeah. over and over Look and at over how again. many people in WWE are dating each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when, when the whole page thing happened, people are like, oh, she's a, she's a slut. Like, if anything, like, I mean, you're on this. Like, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it with people you're comfortable yeah, with. You're a bunch of young, attractive people. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, I couldn't and imagine you, being in a locker room with that talent. And you talk about wrestling, where everyone, even if they aren't attracted to each other, hey, you look really good. Your muscles look good. Hey, let me see that. You know, like, oh, yeah. look at your pants. I like, like, it just happens. I'm in a world. You know? I'm in a world now. It's like where I walk into a wrestling locker room and everyone's like muscular and look great. And I'm like Otis. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. I'll be over here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the podcast I mean, it, guy. You know, but... it's it's already a place where people are commenting how you look. Yeah. Not, not like, oh, your pants sexually, look. Your, your, you know? new, your, your new gear looks yeah. good. You're, you're like, yeah. Are you looking good, brother? You look at your arms. Are you getting bigger? Yeah. You're slimming down. Are you like your hair? It, you know, it's it's what, what people would because your appearance is huge in wrestling. Yeah, but yeah. people like I guess people that are not in wrestling, well, that's gay or whatever. But I mean, that's just how it is. I just comment on your your body like four times. That's as that's right. Yeah, we should. And, <laughs> Andy looks. Fucking good, man. Phenomenal. Looks sexy. Yeah. And uh, that too much? Sexy too much? No, I don't. I think you look good, man. It's just a sexy boy. Yeah. Sexy boy. I, I always think Kurt Angle, so. The sexy <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> so with uh, with that, uh, the other thing with that too is some people think because the other allegations came first with Mel Phillips and uh, and Terry Garvin that oh we know Pat's gay. Let's just say he did it too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they think that's probably I mean, one. Well, that's guys who get it. Like, how, does it happen to because you're openly out you just kind of like yeah it's easier to yeah to, and sometimes you get them people where it's like mm, i'm gonna get some money if i say he touched me exactly and, and he's, there's and people he's like gay that. so people will believe yeah, it yeah yeah and there have been other stories too um sid would talk about how like little like innocent like oh, it sounds like flirting more than he yeah like oh he wanted them to come up to his balcony to watch fireworks or something like that and like it's just Listen, like no sometimes you shoot your shot yeah yeah you know what i mean uh one of the ones was jim powers where jim powers kind of made illusions that uh, he was promised a push or even a title if he would have uh, just went up to a, a hotel room and, and got undressed and laid on the bed and let whatever happened happen. And, <laughs> I like uh, that. It was just let whatever happened happen. And uh, well, I, keep, I think they were a little more clear on. Yeah, yeah like, but the, still, yeah, to keep the lights off. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but who knows? Like, it, but, you, but you, wrestlers lie. Yeah, yeah wrestlers will say how many wrestlers said, "Oh, they told me I was going to win the title, but yeah. then this happened." Yeah, how many times has that happened? Yeah. You don't know. We weren't. Yeah, there. and you know, and that does happen. But then it's also just guys saying that, or they they heard something and they thought they heard that, but that's not what you know. Like like uh, Bruce Pritchard says, like McMahon will say, "I could see you winning the world title," and that yeah. guy was like, "McMahon said I'm going to win the belt." Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he didn't. Yeah, and, and so uh, a- after he comes back, he uh, Pat is very instrumental in ushering in the new generation, the smaller guys. He he was a vocal proponent of the guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, mm-hmm. more of the workhorses. And um, so, he, and he stayed along. He stayed along. Well, as, thank you, Pat. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Pat. And, and he stayed around as, as one of Vince's most trusted guys. And then he obviously becomes one of the stooges and is a more comedic figure. Yeah. I killed it too. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the sad things that happened is um, in 1998 during King of the Ring, the infamous King of the Ring where uh, mankind gets thrown off the cell. Mm. Um, it's funny. Bruce Pritchard was kind of running things backstage that day. And he's like, where's Pat? Where's Pat? Because Pat needed to bail him out. 
Uh, Pat left because he found out three hours before showtime that his longtime partner, Louis Dondero, had died of a heart attack that day. Oh, shit. Everyone said Louis was a great guy, too. Jim Ross said he used to, he, Louis was uh, like a barber. So he would kind of go over to Pat's house and get his haircut in the basement. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know until I was doing this that Louis was his manager in Portland. Too. No, I didn't. I did not know that either. And so, uh, so Patterson kind of fades into retirement. He was getting up there by the end of like 2000s. And he would make these little appearances here and there. And you would see him every now and then. And uh, his health was starting to fail more recently. He was on the show Legends House. And that's where he did publicly come out. Uh, even though everybody on that show knew he was. Yeah, that's like worst kept secret. In, in fact, I was watching a thing like uh, Hillbilly Jim was on there because Hillbilly Jim and Doug were on the show. And he, he goes to Patterson, he's like, you know all these stories why didn't you ever hit on me or jim he's like you're not my type (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so so uh, he did come out he wrote a a a book uh, um (laughs) jim doug like how come i never got hit on like listen so it's like jim look at you (laughs) (laughs) and uh so um he he did uh they say he did start to um fight with dementia and things like that towards the end too and then he did uh he did pass away in December 2000 due to complications from a blood clot. But yeah, such a monumental, like, like I think the best analogy is he was wrestling as Yoda. Yeah. Like that is literally what Pat. But December of 2000. Or figuratively. Like, 12. When did he die? He died. Pat Patterson died in 2020. He died later. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. 2020. Who, was it him or was it uh, Briscoe with a 24-7 title? Both. They both won it. Yeah. They won it from each other. Yeah, I, was hard, say that. I think they lost. They had the hardcore evening gown match in uh, at King of the Ring 2000, which is what I was saying earlier. Uh, Pat Patterson won the Wrestling Observer Best Match of the Year for the Alley Fight in 1981, and he won the Worst Match of the Year for the hardcore evening gown match for, for in 2000. Being a goofball entertainment. It was a comedy. Yeah, I mean, no, no I'm saying I, during the Raw 100, didn't one of them? Oh, it was Pat Patterson. Yeah, Pat, yeah, Pat Patterson yeah. was a 24/7 champion. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I thought you meant the hardcore title. No, the twenty four seven. Yeah, he title. Uh, yeah he beat uh, somebody. I think he lost it to like Medusa or something. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he lose it like off camera because he didn't? Yeah, because he couldn't take a bomb. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, that was I think his last TV appearance too. Was he the one that went into the limo and then came out as the million dollar man as a champion? Wasn't that Medusa? No, 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 no. I think Pat may have went in the limo. No, no, no. DiBiase bought the title from uh, Alundra Blaze. Then he went in the limo and somebody pinned him in the limo, yeah. like Drake Maverick or yeah. somebody. I, I'm just trying to remember how Patterson got a hold of it. That belt ain't even on TV anymore, is it? it no. <laughs> it, they've I mean, done more with it on like Old Spice commercials. Yeah, I, I, I would want to see the t- TV title more than I want to see this Alexa Bliss angle they're doing. Oh, it's, it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I love her, but it's awful. <laughs> Chio says, I love Andy's Christmas cards. <laughs> Andy's Christmas cards are legendary. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely legendary. I'm trying to look up the uh, that's, that's sideways. I'm <laughs> talking about that. But you, how, many, how much has that grown for you? Three. Like, I mean, like, it went every, from, every year you have to send it out to another group yeah, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the first time I only got like 30, mm-hmm. you know? And then last year was 100. And I had, I had, I actually had the most left last year. I had five left. Really? Yeah. So. As I, I get bigger in wrestling, the more I want a card. I want a card. But like some people, are like, oh no, yeah, I'm not really gonna send you a card. But like even like the podcast people, like like yeah, not, not, yeah, like Tories so on it, that yeah, list. Yeah, it grows. Yeah. And, you know, Brian's gonna be on the list. Did you get the last one? Yeah. I got the last two. Yeah. yeah, the last two. So yeah, I, I I'm wait. I have a character for this year, but I ha- so I always am taking pictures for the next year. I need a character to take pictures this year for next year's card. Mm. Here we here we go. I have the I, I have to rack my. I have Muncie. So. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Pat Patterson beat Drake Maverick. I think Drake like slipped and fell or something. Okay. Briscoe beat Patterson <laughs> off screen. 
And then Kelly Kelly beat Gerald Briscoe. Oh. And then wound up with Medusa. And then a Million Dollar Man buys it off of her. Yeah. And then Drake Maverick beats him in the limo. So I, he, he's like, the whole, whole thing was like, he started and ended with the title. Yeah. So, so I think they should, it, they could bring that back and say 24 7 title is only active when the show is happening. So from 8 o'clock till 10. Oh, really I like when he was winning it on, like, on Instagram. But that's okay. But like, you got to put someone on. Why would it yeah. <laughs> like when he was on, when they were doing the flight to Saudi Arabia and they yeah. were bored in this guy, like it yeah. changed titles like four times. Or he could just say, I'm going to put this title on the line for the next hour. Yeah. Currently, it's uh, Akira Tozawa is a champion. Oh, and he has man. been for 24 days. Wow. That's overall. probably the longest reign ever. Gronkowski is oh. still the longest reigning champion. Yeah. Believe it or not. Um, yeah. I, I just remember like for me, the biggest thing with Pat, and, and as, as him and Briscoe as the goons, yeah, the Stooges, yeah, they're so funny. It was it was your like your childhood. They would go out. Vince would send them out like his right hand yeah. man, and would take a stunner or a finisher. And then they would leave and, the ring. And, and, and I'll always remember because I was there. Uh, but it was did they win a tag team championships together? No, I don't think so. Uh, I thought they might have had like a bum like. And you think, see, in wrestling, uh, Stooge is someone like that goes and tells the dish to like someone that shouldn't know it. Okay, you know, so like if I'm. Say to you, hey, we're gonna push Shawn Michaels and give him the title, and then you run and go tell Meltzer. I'm like, oh, Tony stooged it off. So that's why the stooge was like a, it's like an inside insult that became like a character. I was a stooge tonight when it, <laughs> yeah. to, when it came to the legend of Africa. You're stooging off everything. I stooged that up pretty they, bad. They, they, so like one of the legendary stooges is uh, Terry Taylor. Because I always said when Terry Taylor would hear something, he'd go tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Pat Patterson had the thing where the first time like Raw beat Nitro in 83 weeks was a show in Philly where they said at the very beginning, at the end of the night, it's going to be Steve Austin against Vince McMahon. And in the back, they're showing like Pat teaching Vince all these holes and yeah. stuff. And that was from the Montreal Screwjob. It was Patterson and Briscoe teaching Michaels, yeah. like, if Brett tries to do this, do this. And if like, Brett <laughs> yeah. would have killed him. If yeah, that's what they always said. Like when people go, like, we tried to teach some, but Brett would have. <laughs> yeah listen in a <laughs> ring life, sean yeah. is amazing yeah but when it comes to a real fight yeah brett will fuck you up yeah, <laughs> yeah. brett was a legit badass that's what even Cornette was saying i couldn't do nothing to brett <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i even though i am a through and through sean guy i do i do give brett his due but uh and then another thing with patterson is every time he was on 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 screen and he would be in underwear he had to put the the yellow piston yeah. in the yeah, front. Yeah, it was good for comedy. And he wanted to put the brown on the back, but they said <laughs> on TNT, RT, RT, USA. USA, you couldn't show like poop. Yes. <laughs> so, so he couldn't put shit stains in his underwear, but he completely now wanted you, to. Now you see why Vince liked him so much. Yeah. He had the same sense of humor. <laughs> I'm right there with him. You put an old man on TV and he has a shit stain in his underwear, I'm popping. That's my thing right there. Yeah. I don't know, man. Bruce, I, I, I was always a, a fan. Uh, obviously, we, we just recently lost him. Uh, Hands down, he was the first ever champion to a belt I, I truly love. I'm, yeah. I've always been an, a fan of the IC title. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people like it. For me, I mean, I was a Sean fan. I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a big Sean guy. But with Sean winning his first, like, uh, IC championship, like, oh, this this means something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was usually the start of your singles push. You're, yeah. You're sent to the top. Mm -hmm. Or for a while, it was the worker title. Yeah, yeah. You put, put that in the guy who's going to have good matches. A lot, a lot of times, that's what the TV title falls to. Yeah. Between you and John. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> we start going back. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> trying to put yourself over. Yeah, I'm talking about you Anderson, son of a bitch. Steve Regal. John's going to go for that 15-minute time on withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else with Pat? That's pretty much his, that's the story. All right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, we just hit the two-hour mark. No. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you hung out this entire time, we're, we're still trying to like – Find the groove here. We want to throw some daily stuff in there, our weekly news. But the good news is 
we are back weekly. Yes. So we will be back again next Friday. Um, we, we do have the Patreon episodes. So what we're going to do from here on out with the other shows even too, uh, Monday will be welcome back. Tuesday, until they're done, mm-hmm. I'm going to air all the Patreon episodes. Okay, cool. So every Tuesday you can check out the Patreon episodes. Some of them are old. Like the first one, we, we actually released the Patreon episode today. So today, episode 101 came out. This is going to be 102, uh, where we talk about the Royal Rumble. Okay. And then all the Patreons are going to release from now till they're done. And then we just go to f- weekly shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a bunch of episodes for Truth Behind Illusion and Not Cool that were Patreon. Patreon for Not Cool in High School will air every Tuesday till they're done. And then Truth Behind Illusion will be every Wednesday until they're done. Or no, Wednesday for Not Cool, Thursday for Truth Behind Illusion. Okay. And when those Patreon episodes are done, they're done. And then we go back to interviews whenever whenever I get a guest. Every Friday night at 9 o'clock will be Tornado Tag. We may throw in an occasional Saturday if mm-hmm. a guest can't do a Friday. Uh, but for the most part, that's going to be the lineup. And then Banging Beers live one Sunday, taped the other Sunday. So mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to do bi week. So I have a Sunday off here and there. Yeah. So I'm trying to like make schedules where I can... We can we can throw stuff in the back catalog. So if we know we're going to be off on a Friday, we can quick record a second episode, be when we get off, and then air okay, it next yeah. Friday or something like that. But that is our plan. Uh, so we're gonna that hopefully that three show rotation kind of keep, keeps us in the more active, and we can talk about a lot more stuff. Um, huge thank you to the uh, pro wrestling scorecards. Mm-hmm. They not only made us a public faction. So if you want to compete against us and wrestling pay per views, you can compete against us. Uh, for the NXT in your house, it yeah, is another it, card just went up too. Against the odds, is that is oh, it, like it, Impact? Yeah, yeah I think Impact. Impact. Yeah. I'm the, yeah, I'm the Impact. film out tomorrow morning when I get when it. you win. They added a new feature where yeah. you they you become the, top, the you champion. become the champion of that promotion. So yeah. you, so I'm currently the NWA champion. Update, Ten thousand gold. I, I looked and it didn't didn't put you yet, but it was only like an hour after the pay-per-view. Yeah, so I am the I, I hold the ten pounds of gold. Who has the WWE title? Austin. Probably Austin. No, uh, Brian I'll, won the I'll, last I'll, one. I'll, I have the AEW title. Are you the AEW champion? So if you want to join, go to digital.prowrestlingscorecards. Uh, sign up. Join our faction. Play along with us. It's a really, really, really good time. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. You pick your winners. And we're going to start doing more prediction shows for that. So we uh, probably won't do in uh, TakeOver because we won't have time to do it before then. Yeah, but, this weekend. Yeah, so we'll, I mean, maybe we'll find a way to sneak it in there one, maybe Saturday night when I get home or something. And it is we'll, prowrestlingscorecards.com. Right? Well, if you go to digital.prowrestlingscorecards. Yeah, but I mean, you can get to the Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, that... It so, is Impact Events all, Against All. It's is up now and a TakeOver in your house. Yeah, I guess they're doing Kenny and Moose, but it's going to be shot at Daly's place. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then not only that, are, we're, we're actually, us three are listed as pro members. And uh, well, we're, we've been there since the beginning, just about. Yeah, and the beginning of the digital. Yeah, we yeah. used to go on paper. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not only that, when you see our names on there, it says by us TTP. That's right. So we are branded on the page, which is exciting because we have been there since you know virtually the the virtual start of it. Yeah. And now we're we're seeing more and more different podcasts jump on there because now it's like podcast versus podcast. I know putting your over podcast is on there. So make a page for your podcast and a faction. Invite us. And we can compete. Like, what podcast can pick the best pat- matches? And we have a little friendly competition. It'll be a good time. But if, even if you're not a podcaster, you're just a wrestling fan, join in there. See if you see if you become the champion. Um, maybe we'll do something where if, if you win, we'll send you a sticker. Like, if you beat one of us at an upcoming show, I'll, I'll send you a, a tornado tag sticker or something, and you can you can uh, you can gloat. Maybe we we'll go. make like a sticker. Maybe I get an artist to make a sticker of a, like a t- just an image of a title, and it'll be a sticker. And then if you win, we send you the sticker. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, 
AW is the B- BPB that you run? That's me. Yep. Okay. Yep. Impact is still the, the PA Apollo driver. Indie is vacant, but they haven't had any Indie cards yet. NFL vacant, but they also haven't had that. New Japan is Austin. I think N- NFL is still like... vacant, but you will win it because you were the highest. Yeah. ROH is vacant because they haven't had any. They're... I was like the sixth overall person in that too. Yeah. Chris, oh, uh... Chris McNaman. Oh, from Welcome Back. Chris yeah, him, back. and then it has Steph, Stephen N-I-S-G? I'm not sure. I don't know, 33. It has two of them there, so I don't know who has that. Yeah. There, but. I think it just shows you if you've won a championship. Yeah. Yeah, it has like, how many like the reigning champion. It does like times two. I- I'll show the, they'll eventually. Uh, listen, they've added a lot more features in, in a short amount of time, so they are working on stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think the NFL, they might do a pick em. Like, each week, you'll do like a pick em for NFL. Oh, remember they did the Super Bowl? And the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. So who knows? Maybe there'll be a lot of fun stuff. It's, it's fun, it's, and it's free. So it's free, it's fun. Uh, random improv shows to surprise people. Yeah, that definitely can. Ha- that yeah, could be a thing. You we never do- know. You never know with us. Uh, and then thank but, you, man. For like I was saying, we, we we should probably if we can do an E3 afterwards. Yeah, I'm down for that. If it's just you and me, just talk about because we're the only ones video games. Yeah, I get, I'm down just, for uh, that. Like uh, just oh, a, what what we think? Of like maybe Sunday announced. night. Yeah, what they th- what we think oh. of what was announced. Okay. May, or we can do maybe after Tornado Tag next Friday. Oh, there we go. We'll go yeah. live on the Not Cool in High School page and we'll talk just because th- by that time you'll see all the Nintendo stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And you'll, when, when it's all said and done. Yeah. Well, I'm cool with that. Like, I, I don't think we'll record like Not Cool in High because School. Because we don't have to review anything. It's just what, yeah. what do you think about this game? Um, I even told Nikolai and stuff like, even though we're not doing Not Cool, if mm-hmm. you want to come over here like on a Friday night or a Saturday, and bring your box, and we'll still film it. Oh, okay. I'm cool yeah, with that yeah. too. You know what I mean, you're here, so you, yeah. you know I mean, maybe we'll do just like unbo- the IWP network will still have content going okay. to it, and we'll do our unboxings there. And it could just be like we'll keep the Facebook alive by posting yeah. dorky stuff. Yeah, like all that. the community pages will still be alive for those shows, and hopefully they will come back. Just I have to, I have to get day shift at my job. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's just really okay. tough right now. But no one, no one is upset. What are you wearing today? What's your your I what's your wrestling Rose. T-shirt? It's her first AW shirt. I like that shirt so, a lot. What does it say? Uh, bring beat your ass. Beat your ass. Yeah. So, you and Nile have that awesome uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I know. Is that a that? PPW? Yes, it was a PPW. Uh, I'm taking my hoodie off here. Oh my god! I'm wearing my day. I'm wearing my Pretzel Day office shirt. What are you wearing as I'm as I disrobe? Gold blue. <laughs> Gold. Gold blue. Yes, I think I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to win uh, several matches quickly. What's up? Whoever it would be in succession to be uh, after this opponent. I am wearing <laughs> a tag team I fell in love with at Camp Leafrog. Uh, this is the runway. Wonderful mm-hmm. team. Tyler Klein and Calvin Couture. I, th- I thought they were very good. Yeah. First time I seen them. Great look. Mm-hmm. Good in the ring. Very entertaining. Yes. They can do comedy. They can be serious. They can be heel. They can be face. I like them. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Uh we we always say that AEW has a great tag team division, but man, there's a lot of really good tag teams. There is tons of independent tag teams that are really really talented. Excellent. And the bitch that great sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, hey, they're getting her. They're getting her. Yeah, uh, a lot of fun stuff. But thank you guys so much for the love. Continue, Dave Chio. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, if you are watching this, who the hell's Dave? Yeah. <laughs> if we are watch, if you are watching this later, uh, or if you're in your car, listen. I just want to put one public service announcement out real fast before I have one more plug for you. Then. Uh, for you to do um if if you're if just if you're listening to this and you are a professional wrestling fan or independent wrestling fan or you're you know other people who do things that are creative whether they're game streamers musicians artists podcasters professional wrestlers a simple like or a comment on a video 
it really does mean the world for someone who yeah. takes time out of their time to create it totally something. It does, yeah. Um, the numbers are there. So I know people listen because the numbers are, we have great numbers. Mm -hmm. But it, it is really, really, it means a lot to someone who puts time in to, because my biggest thing, I'm just going to be completely uh, upfront and, 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 and candid as I can be. I, when I do this network, it's not just me. It's not like I'm doing a solo show and I can do it on my own time. Andy's taking time out of his day. Brian's taking time out of his day. Not cool in high school had Nikolai and Bree mm -hmm. taking time out of their day. Tori, when she was here, taking time out of their day. All, banging beers. Everyone's coming, taking their time away from their family to come here and record. And if you're listening to it and you truly enjoy it, that just yeah. saying, hey, man, I really like that. Like A lot of people are like, man, I'm really bummed we're losing Not Cool and TBI. I'm not saying it would have changed anything, but... It is good to know that people know I did now like that like you are listening and yeah. it, it gives me more inspiration to when I get my life back to normal. I want to, I'm willing to take that time out of my personal yeah. life to record because you do enjoy That's it. That's why every time I watch a YouTube video with people I like, I always like it. Yeah. Like right before the video, mm -hmm. I like the video. All right. When I click on it, I like it if because I know the person. Yeah. You know, I've been watching videos. So I know I like the content. So I just like it. That's yeah. It. it takes I do the same thing. I, I always try to like and then I'll throw a quick comment. Yeah. I'm like, now, hey, great little, video. It's a little hard for comments when you're watching on a smart TV. I don't think you can. Okay. That but makes I, sense. I, sometimes if I really have to, I bring it up on my iPad and I just type in a quick. That, that two seconds means the a lot world of times they creator. say, uh, hey, what do you think about this? And mm -hmm. they may just say, I think this character sucks or this character is awesome. That, yeah. That's just some interaction. Like, what are all these comments? It, it means a lot to someone who creates. Yeah. And and that's what I want to really get out to the people. And like I said, I help. I'm 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 part of a team now. We're creating of just podcasters in the area, wrestling podcasters mm -hmm. in the area. And I'm just trying to really drive that point home that we can support each other because we're better with numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I have an audience of a thousand people, and another podcast has an audience of a completely different thousand people, and he has another six hundred people, and you have two hundred yeah, people, yeah, you just get five people from his, you know, and we all share each other's content and and help each other get over. We can all grow as yeah, one because you know you'll get I mean? some crossing. You won't get everybody. You might get some people. Yeah, because our overall goal is obviously we want to talk wrestling, but we want to put over promotions. We, not, I mean, we do the history stuff, so we always try to bring that nostalgia angle because I feel like there was too many people doing. Um, Daily weekly review. show yeah. review yeah. you know what i mean so we're trying to be a little different but i uh, you know i just we're trying to bring that camaraderie together mm -hmm. and uh um do you have any any, any other shows or thing you want to plug wrestling wise not right now just the ppw and the rcw show and then the legends of hamburg there's nothing by the way that same night july 24th in uh atlantic city new jersey <laughs> matt cardona against oh it was just announced. Uh, we're gonna get a live. Uh, be like, uh, what's, what was it called? Uh, uh, yeah, the monitor in the back. Yeah, yeah. no, that's gonna be for the crowd too. Yeah, but uh, close circuit, close circuit, <laughs> close circuit. They, uh, I guess Nick Gage just did a run in at a uh, like that major wrestling podcast oh, yeah, thing yeah. at Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so awesome. it's, it's official. Yeah, Matt Cardona and Nick Gage on the twenty fourth. Wow. So not only does Brian work really hard at promoting and doing show prep for this show which i'm mm -hmm. very 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 thankful for because he does a fantastic job and you when i when i say names like bill apner i truly truly think after after sorry our our bill after either one <laughs> little abner but I'm saying, he's gonna be impossible yeah, to but what i'm saying is people who have general love for professional wrestling and and just really good wrestling minds um i i think well, the more people who hear of, of you, Brian, and the more people who tune into this podcast and subscribe to not just this one, but your other podcast, you do have a great wrestling mind, and your love for the for oh, this thanks. entertainment is very, very high. And behind the scenes, I, he has a computer in front of him, but I would say probably 80% 80, 80 of what you hear coming it's out of him. It's there so I know my place, basically. Yes, but he, this is all off the top of his head. Like A he, lot of it is coming from upstairs. Yeah, he, he's a fucking wrestling 
guru and and, and i'm very very thankful and lucky to have him a part of this network Mm -hmm. um but you also not only just do hard work here but you also run your own podcast i do i do projecthumanoid.com you can find the murder my dude true crime and comedy and then pedantic which is a little more of like a hodgepodge whatever you feel like talking about that week um and you always find a way to sneak a wrestling reference oh no always it it, (laughs) it just happens it's, it's it's involuntary at this point um, I know uh, we kind of had a little bit of a staggered release and uh, some stuff, so I don't think we have anything coming out this weekend, but next weekend, next Sunday. So that'll be right toward the I'm excited for your next topic. Uh, it will be, uh, if you ever saw the show on Hulu, The Act. Yes, I have. Uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard will be our next. Do you know uh, about this? Topic. I think you talked about it before. But so I don't Gypsy know. Rose was this girl who was, uh, her, her mom and her the dad got divorced. The mom's a little cuckoo bananas, has some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Put her daughter on feeding tubes in a wheelchair and all of these insane medical things and would just bounce from doctor to doctor to doctor and would pretty much tell the doctor and be really persistent of what her daughter has. Oh, God. Here, she has none of these things. Uh, she was in a wheelchair, no hair, but she was a shaver head. She's mm. like, oh, it's all going to fall out. You have leukemia. Yeah. yeah. She, this mother was pretty much making her daughter be sick yeah, but the daughter was money. like i'm not really sick though mom. like the, the story pretty much like this girl would wait till her mom to go to bed and then she would get up out of her wheelchair and walk around the house oh, God. and people are like what like mm-hmm. and these people who are like people are donating time her money her mom was making money off her daughter being sick yeah and the story that's only just the beginning that's, that story gets yeah. crazier it's, it sure does yeah and that'll be uh not this sunday but next sunday that'll be on uh projecthumanoid.com. I'm excited. Just follow Murder My Dude wherever and you'll find it. Uh, if you click the links below, there is a link uh, a link for um, not only our stuff, but Andy's t-shirts, blue and gold t-shirts, um, soon to be Andy's solo shirts coming soon. Yeah, I'm not putting them on Prosties. Fuck Well, Jesus. <laughs> it is expensive. You yeah. Need, if you, have you, a, you can message me and get one for way cheaper. Or I will help Andy make a Teespring account. Yeah. And you can get a fucking fanny pack yeah, with you on it. I know. That'd be pretty cool. I'll help you, I'll help you build that. Um, but there is not only that the project humanoid links are below, yeah. so you can follow, you can go and check out murder, my dude and pedantic on there as well as uh, high tension wrestling, uh, network links. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I owe them big, big time. Cause I'm a fucking idiot. I apologize. I love you guys to death. Thank you all for tuning in. This is tornado tech podcast on the IWEP network. And here is Billy Trey. We're out of here. Mm-hmm.